Excited. Hold on, I've got toilet roll. Oof. Welcome to another week. What a way to kick off. Oh, tissues in here. Probably do. I forgot that and knocked it, didn't I? You did not. Stop, 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 stop. Sorry. Stop yourself. My foot. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. I'm break everything. Before Foolish man. And this is what it sounds like when things go very bad. I don't know if you can tell. Well, this is what we call in the industry a very special episode. We're going to learn why drugs, energy drinks, are very bad for you. You sat on headphones. My bag is not as bad as the uh, headphones that your bum have now ingested. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone who is also non-binary, because let's let's be honest, that's everyone. Have it. This is how Juan begins. Now this is your microphone. This is how Juan begins. Episode number one hundred and fifty. You can't say it like that. It's not darts, and it's also one hundred and eighty. If you do that, so one hundred and eighty. Oh, I wish. <laughs> We'd be closest to episode 200, and thus the end. Oh. 200 now, as they say. <laughs> Famous in the industry. 200 that's when on you a movie, go- isn't that? Sorry? 200 on a movie. No, 200 now. 300 is a movie. Right. <laughs> that's the rise of the emperor. Um, how exciting. And the Skywalker. How exciting is this? Great, because my name is Andrew Jones, and I'm a cinephile. And I am Movie Mad. And I am Johnny Ennis. Wait, are you Johnny Ennis? I am Johnny Ennis. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Hold up a second. 149 episodes and gone off without a hitch, technically. No, you know what? There's 148 episodes gone off without a hitch. Oh, come on now. The Jungle Book. We oh. lost half of the Jungle Book. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. In the first year. I thought you were talking about cats. Sorry. <sighs> Last week was... Still haunting me. Like the ghost of Charentaire. I don't I'll understand go on that tea. yet. No, no, I'm talking French. <laughs> Charente. Um, have, you, have, you, have you ever said, you know, Charente, Charente, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> this is my Bayou character. It's called uh, Bayou Bill. My name is Bayou Bill. I'm down in the treme. Have you come down to kill me? <laughs> it has been. We got friends on the other side. It's been four years. Since no, no, no. We, we last started had a Tarantino this two movie. years ago. Three it's been years four ago. Three years. years it's been podcast. four years since we last had a Tarantino movie enter our screens. Are you sure? And our hearts. Are you sure it wasn't three and a half years? Three and a half, right. Yeah. Technically. Jan, 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 January. The D is silent. Um, now this right? is... Wasn't that what they said for January? Sure. It was like, wait, no, that was the last film. But they just like, ah, don't be hateful. Um... Weirdly, the hateful eight should have come out in August itself. Should have. It's the eighth month. It should have. I suppose hateful. This is month. the first Tarantino movie I'm seeing on release that isn't around Christmas time. New Year. Oh, I've done two before then. Um, I am. Uh, let's say 
very, 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 very much older than Johnny. <laughs> but let's talk. You can see the, my grey hairs. I pull them out every day. <laughs> let's stop with the teasing, though. Oh no, no, is, no, no, no! What is our 150th episode? A New York Winter's Tale. <laughs> oh, if you imagine if you'd done that. Oh. What if we go to rent and they say, "Here we go. We're going to watch the film. You think you're going to watch the film off, and then suddenly Will Smith pops out and say, like, "Ha ha! Woo! I'm the devil." Now we <laughs> we finally yep. got early access or late access. Late what access. Late access. Or to quote uh, Planet Terror, easier access. <laughs> early late access. Early um, access in the UK, late access because the world is fucked. I know, how annoying. We programmed this episode to be on release when uh, Sony Pictures were going to release this film in the UK at the same time as the US. Sony Pictures UK decided, eh, we push it back because, you know, no one's going to go and want to watch a, an adult film during the rise of Lion King. Oh, of course not, yeah. Because the Lion King, you know, it uh, didn't drop quite a lot more than they expected to mm. on that second weekend. Because it's not at all a reason for film to exist, and no one wants to watch original films. Yep. Forty-one million opening weekend, biggest of his uh, whole career. Tarantino. Forty-one million opening weekend. It was meant to be forty million, but it turns out it's like forty-one point something. So, oh, even better than before, mm. because you know what? Some people, some people make it, um, and some people break it, don't they? John Favreau, <laughs> who's who's done the Mandalorian in the same style as Lion King, it turns out apparently. It's all the, fake. Oh, right. Yeah. There are not going to be any actual genuine Mandalorians in the whole thing. Yeah. Why get Werner Herzog? He's as close to a Mandalorian armor creator as you can get. Now, shall we tell our listeners I how don't know what we're talking about. we managed to get tickets to an early preview I have sucked so much dick in the last week. <laughs> and then, obviously, afterwards, we uh, did something. I discovered a, um, a record store in Soho. Was it in Soho? Mm. It was in Soho. Yes, yeah. it was in Soho. There were a couple of record stores in Soho. They're all going out of business. Do you know why? Everything's going out of business in Soho for the sake of... Sex. It's one thing that's also going out of business. Oh. Gentrification. Oh. Don't um, worry, though. Candy Crush Company have got a building in Soho. Oh, Jesus. There's that huge king building there. Oh, my Ooh. God. And um, Ben and Jerry's. Sorry. Ben and Jerry's <laughs> have got a building there. <laughs> Uh, so we we queued up for three hours and forty five minutes yep. before we got into yep. this store. A store was doing an opening for um, the soundtrack to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or fiftieth episode. Or if you're uh, doing the promotional title, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, but I'm talking yeah. the difference between the film's title. And Sony's promotional title, so that they can have the Hollywood sign in it, and not have not have it like in Hollywood being together, and having to do the Hollywood sign with in also being there and being mm. awkward. That's why they changed it. Yeah, don't know if you knew that, but yeah, um, we got there at sevenish. So because it was opening, it was yep. opening at ten o'clock in the rain, and we I got mean, in there I just before. I can believe they were so excited that about our one hundred fiftieth episode that they did this just for it us. Was very nice of them. It would have been nice of them to have given us a screening a couple of weeks beforehand. Yeah, take what so you get. We could, you know, not get spoiled online by uh, all the events of the film, I... which I will proceed to explain now. So, what we know is Clifford Booth, the uh, main character of the film, he uh, gets committed into a uh, mental asylum oh, and right. uh, finds himself back with Dorothy in Oz, <laughs> and shit goes fucked up from there. Now, I've stumbled across. He one... finds that uh, he wants to join a terrorist organization 
who the 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 Munchkins united, who seek to destroy the wizard. Right. But the wizard is just a man, a magician, if you will, and so destroying him is as easy as uh, Alakazam, <laughs> which is uh, one of the other characters in the film. Right. Alakazam, of course, is played by. Samuel Johnson. Oh. <laughs> Tom Johnson and Samuel Jackson are not interchangeable. Ah. No, it's Quentin ja- hard enough. Samuel L. Jackson is playing Nick Fury in this as well. <laughs> but you think, oh, it's Nick Fury, but no, it's actually NIC Fury. Um, it's a different character. And he just says the word motherfucker the entire time <laughs> and then looks at the camera and goes, Marvel at this, you fucking wizard. <laughs> He's like, oh, did you get it? And then he rips up a contract with Marvel and pisses on it and then joins the Star Trek movie. Now, I've it's really interesting as a movie. I've it's kind of like a meta take on Quentin Tarantino's career. I've stumbled across one spoiler, Ooh. which was my own fault. Is it? Is it because you saw Twitter. a little bit of the trailer and there was a car in it that had a spoiler on it? <laughs> <laughs> Classic joke. Spoilers back then. This one did because um, it's an alternate universe, changing the world history just like the Nazis. Um, but yeah, I give me the spoiler. Do you actually want the spoiler? I want to hear what your spoiler is. Oh my god! That's oh, you can't. Sorry, you what can't. You um, no. Yeah, no. I stumbled across the spoiler while doing research for this for this episode because oh. I was trying to find. We have our top three Tarantino. Was it was it um, a certain thing that I might have also found spoiling because I looked on Wikipedia for something and I got to see. I went I went run run down and went to a latest movie as opposed to twenty sixteen. Maybe. Yeah, and it was like, oh, oh, well, okay, but then I, I talked to someone at a screening of I don't know a film called Hobbs and Shaw who had already seen it and said, yeah, but don't worry, it's not an important part. It's kind of just after the fact anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, ah, yeah, it's good um, to know. It's a fun thing. It's not a so, spoiler. So yeah, can we can talk to Tarantino? Who? Yep. Um, let Let's not get into what you've got there yet. Okay. Tarantino. What does he mean? What does he mean? Yeah. To me. What does he mean to cinema? To cinema. Well, we, we like Tarantino. I, I love Tarantino. You like have him. loved Tarantino. Yeah, but I've been down the road. You're you're too. You're, you're a bit I, dismissive I, on. I, of I, thought you, I thought you were going to quote my uh, favorite band, Aerosmith, and tell me I was too j- j- jaded. Um, because I feel like you. <laughs> I thought you were telling me too all loud the way down. I feel. <laughs> I see you, Pete. I feel like you. Um, That's the insane clown. You're more critical of him, yes, than I am because because I've my, seen some of his films that are very bad, and some of his films that me, are very good in the cinema. To me, he is my little cutie pie. I do not like my little every, cutie pie. Like, when you do the voice as well, he's my little cutie pie. Really just um, drags it's like yeah, <laughs> nails on chalkboard. So the first and only time so far. So that I've had an issue with him was was hateful eight and the uh, the scene leading up to the interval at mm-hmm. hateful eight. I thought to myself, this is why is it only just starting to feel like Tarantino with the big speech from uh, Samuel L. Jackson? And that was the first time uh, I've since grown to love hateful eight, That's and impossible. I've since watched the hateful eight miniseries, which is great. Which you've also not even given the time of day. Not available in the country. There's ways to do it. And there's no way to do it. Buy a flight to America. I the one I go to America, I go to for one reason and one reason only. Go on. To not look at Netflix. 
But The Office is on Netflix in America. Good for The Office. I don't need to look at Netflix in America. Did you not Netflix look at Netflix is all around me in America. Yeah, true. That's where they shoot Netflix. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I looked on Netflix when I was in America. What did you watch on Netflix when you I were I didn't watch anything. I just looked at... I was just browsing in the hotel. I was like, well, I've got Wi-Fi in the hotel. I have a quick look at what they've got. Like, oh, you're the worst. Seasons one and two. That's nice. I wish I had that in the UK. Oh, I thought you were saying Netflix was the worst. No, you're the worst. Is one of the greatest TV shows Why ever made. Why am I the worst? What? You're the worst. Is one of the greatest TV shows <laughs> ever made. It ended this year. It made me cry. It made me laugh. It made me realise what depression could be. Um, how are you feeling going in to see a Tarantino film with yours truly? Are you in it? Oh, shit. Is that the spoiler? <laughs> no. Sitting next to yours truly. I mean, I'm going to hold your hand. Won't be your hand. We're gonna. We, I mean, we go to a screening and there won't be popcorn, so we have to do our own tricks. Yeah, we're going to an early screening in Soho. Golden in Soho and in Sony. <laughs> yep. So Sony HQ Golden Square, twenty five Golden What's Square. What's the cinema like there? Is it nice? It's okay. It's okay. The seats are a bit awkward. They're, they're big seats. They're plushy seats. And the day that this comes out, we're going to see it three more times. Yeah, God forbid I don't like this film. You have no choice. Um, I mean, this that that will make it the most times I've seen a film opening day since The Simpsons movie, which I went to see three times in that opening day. And I remember queuing up with a lot of other people and then saying, can I get a Simpsons, can I get one for The Simpsons movie then? And then then, and then, mm. and then, and they said, you want three times? Yes. And <laughs> took them all. So I didn't have to queue again the next time. I just walked in from one straight into the next one just as the adverts were starting, straight into the next one just oh, as the trains were ending. <laughs> um, yeah. The amount of times I saw Albert Brooks that day. We do have quite a bit of gap between the screenings though. Yeah, well we've got to talk about it. Talk yeah. about it, talk about it, talk about it. Yes, we do. Um now Won't I you don't take me to Hollywood Town. You you've seen the trailer. I have seen the trailer many times. They won't stop showing in the cinema. Yes. Trust me, which I is why I've know. been, you know, trying. I have tried to tell you every time I've gone to see a film, yep. I've mentioned it, but I haven't seen many films lately because the cinema has been shit in the last month and a half. Yeah, um, I have been. Yeah, I've not watched. You run out of the cinema. Yes. This is and do you know what? The last week or so, YouTube has tried to start advertising it to me in those adverts that you can't skip. It's only been like a month and a half since YouTube gave me adverts. Oh, For really? years I had no adverts and it was bliss. Oh, then wow. a couple of months, then like a month and a half ago, it was like, actually, here's all the adverts. Yeah. Fuck off. I enjoy YouTube. Now I don't like YouTube. Now I get what everyone else doesn't like about YouTube. Yeah. It was so good. You're lucky. I know. I don't know what happened, but then suddenly they realised. <laughs> they clicked a button and they said, nope, give them those yellow yeah. bloody bars that make you have to sit yeah. through 15 second ads. You can't skip them. Um, so all I've glimpsed is... Uh, give me some character names. Dalton, Rick Dalton. Dalton, Rick Dalton. Yep. Uh, Sharon Tate. Right. Um, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. He's playing Al Pacino. Yep. They have the de-aging effect from um, the Irishman, <laughs> so he's looking like he's 60. <laughs> um, hey, I just got onto the scene in Hollywood. All, all I've seen is Leonardo DiCaprio dancing. Yeah, that was like a, the first official photo they released was this mm. thing, and people were like, oh, when they see this in motion, this is going to be the big gif, and it has been the big gif. Yeah, that, so that's people called it as soon yeah. as they saw it. It's a good little moment in the trailer because it's literally just a shot of him doing a weird dance. Like uh, I was going to say Gatsby, no, but it's Wolf of Wall Street when he's doing the weird thing with oh, his yeah. arms. It's just like, hey, look, he's got gangly movements. It reminds me of uh, Austin Powers that that one shot. You know, um, when it when Austin Powers sort of cuts to yeah to him dancing in the weird point the big T stuff. Yeah, when he's singing, you know, when they have got like BBC One, BBC Two stuff, like that same yeah. room where they're doing that weird yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow, 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 yeah, yeah, 
Uh, so that stuff is I've, lodged in my mind. That's all I've I have watched <laughs> that film over 200 times. That's terrifying. That's all I've seen. Um, BBC Seven, BBC Heaven. I don't know anything about Sharon Tate. Well, you know she existed. I know she existed. And I know she, she died. I know she Robert. was murdered in a house. In a house. In a house. Well, that's intriguing. Well, I assumed house. she was. Oh, did, did you see a house or her house? Her house. Oh, I okay. assume it was her house. You think she has ownership? <laughs> Did you look at the deed? And I don't mean the deed that was done. I mean the deed that was signed. Fair enough. Yes. Um, and I know... Ma- I keep going Marilyn. It's not Marilyn. Charles no, Manson. it's Sharon Tate. <laughs> Different blonde. <laughs> Charles Manson is something to do with her murder. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he... He's the leader of a cult of some sort that... By the way, this is a great start of a musical. And he... Um, I'm the leader of a cult... <laughs> Um, Grab my overcoat. I don't think he actually killed. I, I don't mean, it depends when, you went, to see him, when you went to see him live. Sometimes <laughs> he uh, on I, stage, boy, oh boy, would he mic drop like another fucker. I don't think Charles Manson killed anyone. Okay. I feel like he coerced people into killing people. That was his like he did. He, he brainwashed someone. He brainwashed people in his cult to. To believe that Hollywood was bad, and he, I mean, just this is all guesswork. Um, and he sent his cult off to kill Sharon Tate, or maybe go to a Hollywood party of some sort and kill people there. Hmm. And Sharon Tate was there, and maybe the party had ended. And it was just Sharon Tate and her family. Maybe it was Roman Polanski's house. Roman Polanski wasn't there; he was busy with a younger <laughs> at Jack Nicholson's house. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, Manson was at his like Midsummer Field <laughs> type thing. I don't know the reference. Didn't see the film. Um, I didn't. Say, I didn't run out of the same screen. So now I'm wondering. I just ignored it. Why was he arrested? Because he, if he didn't actually technically take it, I'm very intrigued. And yeah. you know things. I know a lot. The thing is, I was going to say. Um, I've seen people tweet about uh, people who've gone to see this film. Right. And at the end had questions because they had no concept of Charles Manson. Right. So at least you know a little bit. That'll be like, okay, I'm not scratching my head. Yeah. I, I find it strange that people don't understand. But it was interesting that people just don't know that Charles Manson and the Manson murders happened. Yeah. So they're watching a Tarantino go, the fuck was that about? Interesting. Does it end? It must end in a Mexican standoff with Manson and... It's got to be Mexican with you. It's, no, it's always got to be a Mexican standoff for, for Tarantino. He even explained it in... I don't uh, think he's ever worked with Jerry Trejo. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think he has. Um, no, no, I mean, it, he hasn't directed Tarantino, uh, Trejo. True. Yes. He has directed Tarantino. Has he? Can anyone really direct Tarantino? True. Even he can't direct yeah. Tarantino. Tarantino is a living, breathing organism. He just does what he does. Um, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm Andrew. I'm... <laughs> I'm quite nervous about going into this that I'm not going to well, like I, it. But I don't know any... I've not seen anything, so... Yeah. And I've I've heard... Like, I've read headlines, maybe, of um, reviews where it's like Tarantino is best or Tarantino's best since Pulp Fiction. The, the most interesting I've seen is when people were saying it's his most mature thing since Inglourious Bastards, and I'm very excited for that because... Right. I started... The first Tarantino I watched was Jackie Brown. Mm. It was on the TV one day, and it was a 15. It was his only 15. Mm. I was like, well, I'm, I'm scared of watching violence as a kid. Right. 
So this one can't be too violent because it's only 15. And I loved it. It was a thoughtful, interesting, funny piece yeah. of work. Mature. Yeah. Smart. Adult. And then I want to watch Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. So they, I get it. They're good. Sometimes even great. But they're a little bit uh, schlockier. Sillier. Um, in, and then Kill Bill was like, yeah, I get it. It's a bit light though, isn't it? And then Death Proof was like, yeah. In opposite close. effect to um, you, I guess, I mm. first saw my first Tarantino was in Glorious Bastards. Right. And I went in wanting violence. Sure. Wanting just ridiculous B-movie over you wanted top 100 nurses' scalps. Exactly, I as it was advertised to me. As yeah. it was TV spotted to me. As it was advertised as Inglorious, mm. starring Brad Pitt. Um, and I went in and it kicked off with a 10 minute long interrogation. 15 minute long interrogation and it scene. Is a beautiful, beautiful. Piece and of work. we might talk about that later. Me as a younger whippersnapper. How old were you when the film came out? 2009? God, you sub baby. Yeah, 15. God. Sub baby. Um, and how did you get to see an 18 rated film when you were 15? Because it was a 16A in. Ireland? Actually, it was a 16 in Ireland. I was going to say, they don't have a 16A, yeah. there's a 15A, and there's a 16. I think it was a 16 in Ireland. Yeah, it was. Not a 15A. No, it would um, not be a 15A. But I was only a couple of months out from being 16, so yeah, they exactly. didn't question me. You're, like I said, baby face. Um, <laughs> and I went, I changed my flights, so like, I left a couple of days later so that I could see Inglorious Bastards, because all I'd seen were trailers. Um, and I got my cousin, my cousin Barry to take me. and um, Your cousin... Barry. Barry! <laughs> no. I, he said Barry. I was excited. No. Was it going to be Marvin Barry? Are you um, are you Chuck Berry? <laughs> oh my God. Um, Johnny, be good. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we saw it and afterwards he was like, what do you think? And, I, and I've, I'm sure I've told this story so many times on it. But um, he said, what do you think? And I said, yeah, it was all right. It was just, it was a very slow moving. I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. To be honest, me neither. First and time. and he said, "Well, you know, it's very like Tarantino." And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Have you not seen a Tarantino film?" I said, "No." Because, "Oh my God, you need to see Pulp Fiction." I was like, "Okay." And then I got home and uh, uh, school began again. Um, that day? No. <laughs> wow, this time has moved very quickly. You know, summer holidays ended, school began. It was mid-September. Seasons change. <laughs> and. In mid-September, Friday night, I was at home in my room. I think I was about to go to bed, and I was watching BBC go One. Go to bed. <laughs> I was watching BBC One on my little TV. Yeah. My TV video combo. Nice. Yeah. Have one of those. Um, and I was about to See go to that's... bed, and then I noticed Pulp Fiction was on. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's the film Barry told me I should watch. Barry. And I'll give it... So I thought, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. And yeah. Two and a half hours later, and I was just in awe. And wanted to watch it again right away. Mm. I think that for me, that was the first film where I watched it and it came clear to me. I, I went clear. I was going clear at the end. <laughs> um, where, you know, I realised that... We don't check about <laughs> I realised that it was all topsy-turvy with, um, with the timeline. Non-linear storytelling. And I don't think I'd really seen or made it any notice of that before with films and that was the first film that made me go oh fuck I need to watch this again because not only was it really good mm. but I want to go back and be like oh 
So this has happened yet, but it hasn't and stuff. And so, that's not what I took away from when I saw Pulp Fiction. And it made me fall in love with film. Yeah. <laughs> when what I saw yeah. Pulp Fiction, the first, my main takeaway was this was a huge popular movie that got out there and had a lot of swear words in. It means <laughs> I could write scripts. I literally, I literally, uh, you know, messaged a friend after I seen it who I was, yeah, I was writing and sending him work and he writes sending me work saying, good God, did you know you can put a lot of swear words in something and it still can be read by people and people are okay with that? <laughs> I was, what, 15? Oh, wow. Was that? Okay. okay. So, you know, then I started uh, adding more swear words to scripts. Oh. I don't do that very often anymore. <laughs> I'm very... <laughs> Only in the, um, not in a dialogue, at least. <laughs> <laughs> the fun Opening fucking credits. <laughs> I remember reading the Clerks 2 script. <laughs> right. And, you know, opens up with the fire, with uh, Dante coming up and there's fire. And it literally says in the uh, stage descriptions, uh, he opens up the shutter, there's a huge fucking fire! <laughs> I thought, That's Kevin, like... really? Oh, in there? And I was like, yeah, maybe you can sometimes, just for mm. fun. Mm. And so I do have fun with my uh, stage descriptions so people can just read it. Go, yeah. I'm having fun with the script. You've read my Star Wars yeah. script. Anyone can read my Star Wars script. I have fun with it. Yeah. No swear words in there, though. No. Could have been. You could have had one fuck. 12A. Oh, I have a lot of fucks. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was my introduction to Tarantino, yeah. and I've been in love ever since, and I got the DVD yep. of uh, Inglourious Bastards when it came out in yep. HMV. I haven't seen DVD. it since. Yeah. Not the Blu-ray? No, I didn't have oh. a Blu-ray then. I, got the, I pre-ordered um, the Blu-ray on Play.com because I wanted to do the uh, limited edition so I could uh, do the strudel recipe, which oh, we yeah. did before I showed, we showed my parents. And the strudel recipe is a lot more cinnamon and spice than it doesn't make it very nice. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't wait for the cream. I don't do Clem. But, you um, know, that's the Nazis' advice. <laughs> so. so I, um, yeah, I got the DVD, having already only seen the film once. Yeah. But it was I've like... I've seen the film once. Falling slowly. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. We've not done that before. Um, so having only seen Inglourious Bastards once, I, um... Yeah, I. I'm moving drinks around. I got the DVD and I thought I'll give it another try because I I understand Tarantino now. And then I fell in love with it. Mm. I understood, and the the opening scene was just genius writing. Yeah. Um, I, think, I saw a thing. Sorry, go on. I think my problem when I went to see it was I was at a movie con, an Empire movie con. Oh yeah. And so that was the opening film of the uh, first day of right. three days, and so it's a whole group of people. And uh, the year after that, we'd watched the uh, Expendables and that kind of same vein. Oh, yeah, that's a and, bit you know, weird. That's, that's yeah. the one where you're like, yeah, it's shit, but you're laughing at it with a group of friends. Yeah. But for Tarantino, you want to respect it and you've got to sit there in silence. Yeah. And so you want it to be big and stupid and schlocky. And it's like, no, it's 20 minutes with uh, in, in French and sometimes English. Yeah. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah. But when I went to see it three other times in the cinema, that same, you know, those next two weeks, it's like, ah, yeah, now I'm on board. And then, you know, I've seen it another one more, one more time. Well, half a time. With you, right? Uh, yeah, a Quentin Tarantino marathon, which I walked out to that point because I had to go and see Wreck It Ralph early. Yeah, which I understand. I yes, it was three months um, before it came out over here. But um, because you know, Walt Disney are even worse than Sony. I saw a thing. I think I saw it on Twitter. Mm. Um, a place to a see picture things. of um, when Hans Lander grabs the one of the Who? daughters, Hans La- Colonel Hans Lander. Hans Lander of the NSS. Um, he grabs. What's, one his, the, what's his title? Jew Hunter. Yes. <laughs> Um, I love rumours. <laughs> he he grabs um <laughs> he grabs one of the girl's wrists. Yes, like, do. As as he's saying thank you for the milk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there's someone wrote that he was uh, testing their pulse. Right. To see if they were lying or something, or to see if they were nervous. The heightens. Yeah. Thing. Which was an interesting take on that. But that's that's what else I love about No, Tantia. I was just touching girls. <laughs> Is that your... It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a good Christoph yeah, vault. I, I don't have a good Christoph vault. I love rumours. <laughs> I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan. Yes. <laughs> big eyes. <laughs> um, I'm Dr. K- well, yeah, otherwise, you, what do you do? German? <laughs> you just do German accent? It doesn't really work. Yeah, that's true. I it's crazy! Attempt, I wouldn't attempt it, whereas you would, but okay. I am the um, author of All Your Pain. So, in the lead up to this. Downsizing! <laughs> in the lead up to this, I, uh, I said maybe we should try and do like a top three. I'm going to wing it because I'm still. And I've I, not. I, 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 at that point, have just had just finished watching all of them again except for Pulp Fiction. Which I've, I've knocked a week off my rewatch time <laughs> because <laughs> we're seeing it a week early. And I also didn't watch Death Proof. I watched Grindhouse instead. Yeah. Because as much as I love Death Proof, I've got Grindhouse on Blu-ray, but not Death Proof on Blu-ray. Ah. Well, that sucks. But I also got to watch Planet Terror again with the audience reaction from the uh, Austin, Texas, which is nice. Is that the whole? Thing. Yeah, you mentioned that. Is that the whole? Like, is it like an audio commentary? It's of like woo clap 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 from machete all the way down to the end of Planet Terror. Not not and after that well oh, wow. all that doesn't happen okay. anything. Um, I mean yeah so he did it for uh, Sin City has a version of that as well. All right, an audience yeah. reaction track. He does it a couple of times. Well, Rodriguez he likes yeah, his reactions. Cool. He's sweet. He's a sweet guy. So for top three characters now here's the thing I was I we've got first. Um, five different. Uh, Categories that right. I was suggesting. Yes. For, I started off with characters, and my list of characters is so fucking long that I was like, "Well, I'll need to go over this." And then I just I haven't had enough time to watch the other films again, and because we've got chapters, I I don't know chapter titles especially. That's why you just look them up and go like, "What is that part?" I was looking them up, but it was yeah, I didn't have too much time and stuff. Um, no, foolish. So Quick characters. Google. For me, mm-hmm. I would say Hanslander is. Probably his best. Oh, right, I was going to do three to one every time. Oh, go on. Go on. You, you, you start. All right, right. Number three. Yep. Jules. Jules Winifred. Okay. I right. mean, he's pretty iconic when it comes down to it. Sam Jackson eating a burger and uh, drinking a Sprite. Yeah. With the weird cat eyes. <laughs> I love that scene. He's got these, because his eyes are yeah. in a way where he doesn't, his pupils and uh, the colours around it are basically the same thing. So it just looks very animal yeah. And it's just great. And of course, you know, he's just a funny guy with great dialogue. He's a bad motherfucker. Yes. That's the fun fact about him. He's a bad motherfucker. I used to have that wallet. Do you not have it anymore? No. Oh, that was your defining no. feature. And then it was the cowboy hat, which you just leave <laughs> over there. Don't wear that. You wore it three times. <laughs> yeah. You give up on being a bad motherfucker and a cowboy. I know. What are you? I'm The vinyl thing. guy. <laughs> I'm giving away the vinyl. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you then? The guy who has a Bradley Cooper in the yes. standy in the recording studio, not your house, the recording studio. That's Charlotte's. <laughs> what the... F- What's your number two? I'm the Tarantino guy. Number two? This is a guy who uh, also eats food delicately and well. Hello, it's me, Colonel <laughs> Hanslander. I love an apple strudel in it. <laughs> Come watch me on Chatty Man. Jesus Christ. Um... And what's your number one? Wait, Hans Landers, your number two. Hans Landers okay. my number two. Number right. one also eats food really well. <laughs> Basically, if you eat food really well, I'm going to remember you as a great character. Right. 
Um, could you guess the profession of this guy? He's a stuntman. <laughs> stuntman Mike. Stuntman, stuntman Mike. Mike. He is cool, badass guy. When he winks at the camera, you feel it. And then suddenly, on a dime, when as soon as he gets you know, found out, he becomes the biggest bitch in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I love Kurt Russell when yeah. he's playing hard. I love Kurt Russell when he's playing soft. <laughs> Big Trouble Little China, for instance, when yeah. he's really soft. And then the thing where he's really hard. It's like <laughs> everything that Kurt Russell is in that moment. And Quentin Tarantino knows how to make Kurt Russell Kurt Russell. Perfect. Awesome. Amazing. Stuntman Mike is in my long list. And also Death Proof is just a brilliant movie. It is. So fuck everyone who hates that film. Yeah. Um, for me, yes. I would say... I really like Stephen. From? Django Unchained. Don't know what that is. <laughs> you know Stephen in Django Unchained? Oh, the Stephen. <laughs> the Stephen, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, if, if you don't mention it, then the D is definitely not silent. He is a... Uh, he's one of my favourite characters. Really? Yeah. I think there's a lot to him. That no, he's Samuel L. Jackson in makeup. <laughs> to make him look like yeah. he's almost the age he actually is. <laughs> they, 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 they re-aged him. Um, it was the opposite of a Marvel movie. Because <laughs> I, I think there's... just It's just for... Partly just for one moment. Where he... Uh, he, he, lets his cane, he lets his cane go. You know, at the end... When he lets his he he drops his cane, and he walks towards Django before he gets killed, and I see it as he's been faking it this whole time. Right, he's been hamming himself up. Yeah, for, for the white people. And I just think that's that just makes him so such an interesting character mm. uh, that he's been putting on this for some, like it's not. Well, he obviously hasn't put on the side. We know that much. What, all, he, he always has been. We, you can see that much in his performance every time he's there. Yeah. He's he's laughing it up and, you know, making shock because he knows that what, what everyone wants him to be. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I just... That moment... The detail of, that it's not yeah. just the uh, verbal, the intellectual, it's also yeah. the physical. Yeah. He's been playing a game with everyone. Just genius. Um, so that's, that's my, my, my number three. I was number almost, two. I was almost going to put... Archie Hickox in number two. Sorry, who? Archie Darchie. <laughs> Hickox. Um, just because it's... Because hashtag, you love a film critic. Yeah, that too. And it's hashtag human tripod Michael Fassbender. And I was like, you, you know, but I, I, in the end, he had to be bumped. Stiff up a lip and all that. Yeah. Oh, that scene is so good. Um, yeah, we've got oh, our trousers down, won't we now? All right, number two is Hattori Hanzo. Um, because it's very a, good. It's a funny, funny scene very in the beginning. Good. Um, and then it, I, he just plays it really well. Sonny mm. Chibo. Sonny Chibo. Sonny Chibo. Yeah. Um, and it's from my favorite film. And he, he's part of what makes it my favorite film. It's one of his better ones. Um, number one. Yes. I've realised now. But that's Kill Bill Volume One. No, Volume Two, One and Two. No, Kill Bill Volume One. My number one is a. Um, discussion about that, aren't we? It's a. Um, <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a sin. <laughs> it's a tie between Hans Lander. Sorry, who? I am Hans Lander! <laughs> Colonel Hans Lander Colonel of Hans. the SS. <laughs> um, I Hans love rumours. Who we've already discussed is. You know, genius writing. <laughs> one of his best written characters. Yes. But also, Calvin Candy. Which is 
the role that Leonardo DiCaprio should have won the Oscar for. Don't you agree? No. Really? No. Do you think he deserved it more for that than he did for The Revenant, at least? No. No, I think they're both kind of empty. Oh, no. Calvin Candy on the page was really fascinating, but uh, they overplayed it. Leo and Quinn's writing overplayed it. Perhaps it's because I've not seen Leo as menacing like that before. You've seen Gatsby, right? Yeah, but not like, not like you know. He's seen Titanic, right? (laughs) First time he looks at Rose, he's like, "I'm gonna fuck her." (laughs) I'm gonna try to see if I can drown her, and then suddenly it's the old switch room. He's like, "Oh no, I got fucked and drowned." (laughs) Don't we always have that? Yeah, that old cruise Um, ship fucking drown. So those are my top three, but that's really, really interchangeable. Right. Um. What about three scenes? Top three scenes. This is yeah. hard because some of the scenes are also chapters, technically. Right, uh, okay. really hard right, to... we can mix these in. No, together. no, we can't mix it up because I very okay. specifically dropped okay. them down. Number three for me, Right. it's a fight scene. Right. It's uh, one of the most brutal fight scenes ever put in place in cinema. Okay. James Gandolfini versus Alabama. In true romance. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going deep here. You're going true romance. Yeah. I was talking one of the... strictly directed and written. Okay. I'm, I'm talking, yeah, written. I'm talking right. all Tarantino working right. all the time. That's one of the greatest things. Fair enough. She comes oh, to the I'll hotel accept. room. She gets beaten up brutally. Yeah. Beaten up over the bathroom, the toilet. And then she rides him and shotguns blasts James Gandolfini to death. Yeah. Fucking intense and yeah. brutal. Like catharsis finally gets to you. Okay. What's your number two? You don't want to talk about true romance? Well, I've... True Romance is my next in my uh, rewatch. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was... <laughs> I don't know. wasn't directed by him, so... <laughs> Number two, it's a good place, you know. You're there or you're... Square. Okay. Jack oh, Robert right. That whole... That whole scene. In Jack Robertson. Yeah. In Pulp Fiction. Okay. What a great time. Yeah. You get jokes. You yep. get characters. You get a bit yep. of dance. Great, great music. Yep. You get see Buscemi. Yes, you do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I believe you get Fox 4-5 during that moment, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah. And a five do- Fox 4-5 dollar milkshake. That's what they could have called it, the Fox 4-5 dollar milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Damn. You got milkshake. Um, not, not worth five dollars, though. Well, you put bourbon in it? <laughs> I've not, I haven't rewatched that film. You haven't? No. Uh, right. That's how uh, terrifyingly deep cut I can go. Without view. I've not watched that film for years. Number one. This is a scene which kind of cuts away from it being a scene but then comes back to it being a scene because there's a sequence in which they have to describe one character but fuck that part because as fun as that part is and it is a great part. I swear to God. What? Is this going to be Reservoir Dogs? No. <laughs> all right. Why? It's going to say you can't just choose all of Reservoir Dogs <laughs> except for the other scenes in Reservoir Dogs. No, no, no. This is, uh, this is a part in which uh, we introduce all of our favourite characters, the Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Starting with the scalping, ending with the baseball bat, meeting the bear Jew, yep. Hugo Stiglitz, Paul Russ in the background, Sam Levine in the background, Michael Bacall in the background. Really cool. And then we go to Hugo Stiglitz and they have that little background yep. thing, which is annoying because then otherwise it breaks up the scene. Yeah. That whole sequence is, that scene is fantastic, obviously. Yeah. Just yep. watching, you know, one guy getting his head completely beaten out. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get that. It builds up to hanging out with Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> You know, tell everyone you must not tell anyone what you've seen or done. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just fun to watch yeah. Hitler on the run. Oh, I like Hitler being on the run and being scared. He should be scared more. In cinema, make a sitcom we should make... about that. Sorry? 
They should make a sitcom about We should about make a that. sitcom about that. We should also make a film which he's the imaginary friend of a child. That'd be great. Can someone do that? Is that what Jojo Rabbit's about? I've not seen the trailer for <laughs> Yeah, it. no. Uh, Taika Waititi's playing oh. Adolf Hitler as an imaginary friend <laughs> of a child in a fascist government regime. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, have you, have you not seen no, the uh, Downfall not... parody they did? Not no, Downfall parody. I've, like, I've Taika seen the link the, to it, but yeah. I've not watched oh, it. Oh, it's a great thing. It's just, yeah, it's just the Downfall with subtitles thing. Mm. But, you know, it's written by someone who knows how to do jokes. So there's five jokes in there, not just like the, oh, that's the premise and that's it. Mm. <laughs> it's good. Um, now, top three scenes. Um, off the top of my head. This off time. the top of your head, you haven't got it written down in no. your piece of paper. Um, you didn't, I gave you time. I gave me time as well, but <laughs> <laughs> then I started Deadwood. <laughs> good show. Yeah, exactly. Um... So if you, want to do, if you want to do anything in, in a Deadwood accent, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not perfected It'll in that much. It'll be fitting for you to get yourself ready for um, exploring the benefits of an accent the, that don't quite make itself known in other parts of the world. All right, honourable mention is the anime the scene. Preview, by the, way. the anime scene from uh, Kill Bill. The origins of Owen Yeah. I mean, that's just... looks gorgeous. And a whim thing is... I love that. Yeah, and also the fact that it's just it's at that point it's, it's giving you the mo of the whole movie. Yeah, it's we're jump we're jumping, and when she stabs the guy and the blood just spurts out and the the sort of blood the outline sh- the, sh- the outline of her that I mean, his oh, teeth breaking. Just, yeah. Oh boy, that's the most so violent part of that film. And when her parents mother. gets her mother gets stabbed and the blood's dropped oh, down like a teardrop on her. Everything face. in that that looks gorgeous. And I want to see the extended scene in the whole bloody affair, but it's extended. It's extended, apparently. Yeah. Jeez, I don't think I could take any much more. That's yeah. pretty intense. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's yeah, that's, that's an afterthought. That's yeah, number that's four. Number, I was almost going to put it at number three, but then I realised in a number three, um, Bill and the Ted. bride's oh. uh, speech, well, their discussion, Dialogue. yeah, about uh, Superman. It's just like a Seinfeld episode. It's, I just, What's I think it's really, Superman? and that's what made me fall in love with Bill as a character. Do you like um, peanuts on airplanes? <laughs> just how... Oh, Bill! Because I'd never... I, oh, Cosmo Kramer. <laughs> do you find me sadistic? <laughs> oh! Because oh! um, in this moment, it's my most masochistic. <laughs> Give me my um, partner keys back, Chroma. So... <laughs> I'm going to go into the closet. Grab me my belt. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, his his Superman analogy mm. was really interesting to me. I'd never thought about it like that before. Um, how Superman's the only one that has to pretend to be a human. Yep. And what he sees as human is mistakes. It's, and it's just a really well-written scene. And, and then when she... Has, uh, when the bride has to tell the truth. The bride? At that point, yeah. it's not the bride. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers for a film that came out years before. Uh, yeah, spoilers. So when the bride has to tell the truth... Kill Bill Volume 2 we're talking about. And he says, why um, Why didn't you tell me that our daughter was still alive? Do you yeah. know? Well, spoilers! Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say your name. I didn't say your name. It's that's, fine. That's the, spo- <laughs> the end of Kill Bill Volume 1 when they spoil the fact that the kid's still alive. And then at the start of Kill Bill yeah. Volume 2, they tell you about Trick's kid. I don't know. Um... So yeah, that that scene. They're two different films, and um, they're not. Um, Very much. I'm yeah. just ignoring this now. <laughs> in the future, 
Um, and number one, I would say is joint In one joint again. Opening scene of when's he rolling a joint? <laughs> Always. Wow. Opening scene of uh, bastards with, with, with his toes. And <laughs> and the you only uh, seen a bastard's ears. Colonel Hanslander. Hanslander of the SS. <laughs> I, I love Ramers. Such an awful. Yes. Oh, I'm an Oscar winner twice over. Um, Water that, for elephants. That whole scene, which is you know surprising enough that I didn't like it the first time around, and now mm. it's my favourite. Because it's a short film, and you don't yeah. expect that at the start of a big action blockbuster. You um, it's going to be. And the entire chase sequence from. Where's the mud dogs? No. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's chasing after Steve Buscemi. Death Proof. Come on. The, the chase sequence in Death Proof. That film was 100% chase scenes. No. when but To get the benefit of it, honey, <laughs> you're really going to be watching it in parts. You know, when, when they... So I guess from the moment that... Um, Are we talking... Zoe Bell on the front or after that when she's the cat? After that. Like, I think the Do you want to go after her? Do you want yeah. to go after him? Yeah. And when she sort of hops on riding it like a horse and it just like spins around and <laughs> go back. Oh, you know, mm. I want to tap that ass. Oh, such a good... And it's just... Get it one last time. <laughs> oh. So good. So, so good. Um, Again, yeah. fuck people who don't like Death Proof. Who wouldn't like that? I understand. It's exactly the Tarantino thing you think it's going to be, but just because it was built as like, oh, it's Grindhouse, it's going to be schlocky. It's like, no, it's schlocky. It's now, great. For, shall we go into chapters next? Go I've got chapters, one go thing for the chapter because I don't know the, all the titles to the chapters, but I've got one yeah. entrance for one of the chapters. Okay. But I'll let you go first and I'll try and think of others. Okay. The, this is from a film which doesn't technically have chapters, but has title moments to tell right. you what it is. And, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. This is from Jackie Brown. Yep. Money drop for real this time, <laughs> which is uh, just because it's a good. It's a good. Well, a good it's a good title, but also yeah. the fact that it's so it's uh, it's the uh, Jackie's taken money in mm. that. Um, oh God, Sam Jackson's. It's not Wendell. Ah, uh, I can't remember. I don't have my phone. Where is my phone? But Sam Jackson's character is getting money in from another country. Yeah. She's flown it in. She's, they're going to do the drop off. She goes into a uh, store. Mm. She and Robert Forster have already scouted the area. He's the bail bondsman. They're in a relationship. And Melanie Griffith... No, Melanie Griffith. Bridget Fonda. Yeah. The other... Melanie. Uh, and the character name is Melanie. Exactly. That's what's confusing me. And uh, De Niro are coming in to do the pickup. And right. so we watch Jackie go into a dressing room and then swap bags with Melanie, Bridget Fonda. <laughs> and then go out with a new suit. Yep. Cool. The suit from... Uh... Pulp Fiction. There you go. Did you know that? Nope. Suit, same suit that um, thing he wears in Pulp Fiction. Who's thingy? There's plenty of characters. Uma Thurman. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Mrs. Mia Wallace. Yeah. Cool. Did, you know, did you not know that? No. Yeah. I've not seen Pulp Fiction for a while. Yeah, fair enough. I can remember dialogue. I don't remember clothes. Yeah. I don't care about clothes. I like to think of actors as naked. I like... That's one of the things Until that they're I naked, then about I like Tarantino the is all the links to the other films, so that's one of the little tiny... My favourite thing about Planet Terror is all the links. <laughs> It's barbecue joint. <laughs> and, then, and then, right, so we see that. Yep. And then we cut back. And now we're watching Fonda and De Niro. Right. As they're heading in. Lewis. Oh, no, sorry. As they're heading in. As they're heading into the uh, drop right. in the mall. And we're watching De Niro awkward. He spots Robert Foster. 
And then Fonda does the change, and then they go out, and Fonda's like, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Give me the stuff. Give me the stuff. And then De Niro gets really annoyed and just shoots her and walks away, and gets in the car and walks away. Such a good that Dark. death. That, that sudden death moment, is so good. De Niro is pretty chill the entire film. Yeah. And suddenly he just gets one little bit of annoyed, just kills her. Away. He's like, what the fuck? In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and when he's walking away, he's like, fucking, I told, I told, I told, I told, I told him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's trying to uh, rationalise it, which is dark and fascinating. But it's so funny. It's, I, it, it's <laughs> funny, but it's so sadly funny. It's tragic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see it one last time from Robert Foster's perspective. Yeah. Because he's got to wrap up the details. Mm. <laughs> Make sure that everyone knows what's going on so that uh, they can get away with it without Michael Keaton finding mm-hmm. out what's going on. And then just the shot of him walking out into the parking lot, overseeing the whole of Los Angeles behind him. And a nice crane shot of him as he stands there. On just looking out and then gets in the car and we get lower to watch him get in the car and then he just drives off into the distance that's it mm. it's happened yeah and we've seen it take place three different times and the loose ends are theoretically being tied up as it's going on yeah it's just a magical piece of yeah. work just watching it it's just so enamoured mm. not as enamoured as I was for the next two chapters yeah what's next number next two next one is uh, from uh, another great film Kill Bill Volume 1 Kill Bill, okay. Yeah, the uh, final chapter in Kill Bill Volume 1. Okay, the mid- midpoint chapter of Kill Bill. Uh, no, okay. not midpoint chapter at all. This is, uh, right, but Kill Bill Volume <laughs> 2, as you call it. As it um, is known. What's the first, it's the first chapter in Kill Bill Volume 2, Chapter 1. No. No, so thank you very much. It's no, because it's Volume 2 of a anyway, whole saga. Chapter in Kill Bill that you wanted to discuss. Okay, right, is, uh, is Star Wars 1 movie with different episodes? Is a TV show with different episodes? That's, that's Same fucking thing, right? So in Kill with Volume 1, it ends with a showdown at the Blue Leafs. Yeah. Which is, uh, when I watched it, I was it was the moment when I wasn't scared of watching violence in film anymore. <laughs> As I was watching the film going, oh God, I'm going to be sick. I don't want to see violence. And suddenly, <laughs> limbs all over the place. Sick. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this is funny. And then I, I'm squeamish about things with eyes. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So when she plucks out an eye, I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing. Oh, I'm wow. laughing. Okay. Yeah. He could have done something with a needle and I'd laugh. I mean, I enjoy Pulp Fiction. I think yeah. that needle sequence is superb. It doesn't make me freaked out at all. It's what made me want to be a heroin addict. You tell us. You yeah. go through between your toenails. <laughs> and the switch to black and white for the mandatory uh, R rating. Yeah. <laughs> I think it works great. And then, of course, it ends beautifully with Lucy Lou's scalped head. Wow. In a nod to... I want uh, my scalps. <laughs> in a nod to uh, 2001's uh, Hannibal, starring uh, yeah. Ray oh, Liotta. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end, of course, we see her pick up some brains so that she can eat it on the flight and give it to some kids. <laughs> That's how Cowboy Volume 1 yeah. is. Yeah. Sure. Love it. Okay. Number one. Number one, the greatest chapter Tarantino has ever put together. Right. Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied France. Yeah. His OG Once Upon a Time movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Colonel Hans Lander of the <laughs> SS, he loves rumours, <laughs> comes in to talk to a farmer, Mr. Le Petit. Monsieur Le Petit. Le Petit. Oh, every word he says, he just makes it great. The Blittle Brothers. The Blittle Brothers. Oh, oh gorgeous. He just he just <laughs> eats words and chews them out and makes them sound great. It's just a great dialogue scene between two people. And then about ten minutes in, when it's revealed that there is a ticking bomb underneath their floorboards. <laughs> yeah. It's the Hitchcock thing. You know, a dialogue scene without any tension means nothing. Show the bomb. Mm. And now the audience is always always worried when the bomb's going to go off. <laughs> so we see Shoshana, and suddenly Shoshana, oh my friend, Shoshana. Was, I'm trying to remember. Was um, <sighs> Death Proof chaptered? No, no, no. It's split into two parts. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was it. Yeah. With a bridge with Michael Parks going, the only way you can shoot is goo. <laughs> um, I love you, Michael Parks, and I miss <laughs> you so much. Okay, so my top three, I would say... Yeah. Right, I think the one I've got written down would be my number three, right. and it's the Gold Watch from Pulp Fiction. It's, it's my sequence. first entry from a Pulp Fiction film, which is um, a Pulp Fiction, from Pulp Fiction, which is my... No, no, Pulp Fiction is two films. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you believe that all of them are two films... Well, I believe in Life After Love. After he's done love, 18 love, films. <laughs> Um, <laughs> 19th film from Quentin Tarantino but, and then uh, halfway through the film goes to the 20th film from <laughs> Quentin Tarantino um, the first um, this is the, you know yeah the first entry from my arguably favourite film oh, of all time but as a, Whiplash has sort of overtaken that wow. recently but that's Pulp Fiction always has a place in my heart as the first film that made me movie mad movie underscore mad I don't understand um so yeah, that and the purely because the, the dialogue. Heard in of that. Alvin and the Chipmunks? Favorite <laughs> that if you don't know the, um, the road chip. The, the dialogue in that. Or die over when people Roderick rules. The the monologue that happens. Yeah. Is just captivating, and it's you just can, can watching. You, can you just give me a little bit of it? I don't I don't remember the monologue very well. Your dad. He, he gave me this hunk jack and I shoved this hunk jack on my, on my ass. I love asses. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Greece is at his death. Number two. <laughs> number two. I would say it's going to be from Kill Bill. Which part? <laughs> Just fuck off. Um, there are two. Ten chapters in two volumes. I would say. In that chapter. The scene where... Chapter. The chapter, sorry, in which she's getting the Hattori Hanzo sword. Right. Which I don't know the name of the chapter. But that chapter. Just because it's got Hattori Hanzo um, and the music in it and just... Yeah, yeah. That was... Ah, oh, just... Exactly. B and the bill, yeah. I L L dash. Yeah. Oh, that dash. And how he has to wipe it off. She wipes it off. Yeah, her. she wipes it off. Like, she's, she's can't got have purpose. that name in this room. Well, she's got the purpose. Yeah. He's put it there and she's getting rid of it. Do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it? Do you get um, it? So that. And the only, I don't usually whistle when I whistle. I don't whistle like that. Do you know what I whistle most of the time when I end up whistling? Go on. It comes by accident. I start going. <laughs> I just can't stop it. It's yeah. really annoying. And then, and then the backing music. And the backing music starts. And <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck doing it now because they all expect me to do it. And I've got an um, eye patch on. And I'm just looking. You little lucky little bitch. <laughs> um, and number one, I would say, once upon a time, Nazi occupied France. Well, you've had that as a scene. Now you're taking that. Yeah. Yeah. You cheater. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry, that's the scene. Chapter is the chapter in the bar, in the downstairs bar in Inglourious Bastards. Operation Kino. That was it. Operation Kino. Mm. Um, hashtag human tri tripod Michael Fassbender, isn't it? Till Schweiger's in there. 
Um, and the tension is up to 11. I mean, right, it's up to I, I, I say it's up to three. <laughs> That's the German flea. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch these films again. Um, yeah, the best part about Inglorious Bastards is it holds the hell up. Yeah. So happy watching it going like, yeah, no, every scene of this is so glorious. And Daniel Brühl, he, oh, he yeah. brules. <laughs> I just love his upper lip. He's got this puffy upper lip. It just feels like he's a human cat. <laughs> we, no, he, he is he is like a, a proper and version of a human cat. you didn't like. He doesn't have digital fur technology. Mm. But because he shaves it off, baby. Penultimate list. Penultimate list. Top three needle drops. I don't like needles. I told you that. <laughs> I mean, this this was a fucking hard one. Yeah, because the I've just gone for the three that were like, oh, instantly iconic as soon as I heard them, and have only ever been related to that, even if I heard them in other things. Right. Because we'll talk about that one in the second one certainly. But uh, number three is from Jackie Brown. Jackie okay. Brown puts out a lot more than me yeah. than most people. But well, it was. Uh, do you know it? No. You know it. it played good. twice in the film. Oh, <laughs> I got excited. Got. Thought it was going to be Johnny Cash. No. Right. It it opens the film. As we reveal that Jackie Brown seems cool and then suddenly he's kind of broken. And then it ends the film with Jackie Brown singing along with it because now she's cool as fuck. Because she's gone across 110th Street. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushes trying to catch a woman that's weak. Oh, yeah. that song in those moments is yeah. just, I mean, and I, I, I've never watched Across 110th Street. I can't imagine the movie yeah. works out as well as Jackie Brown does for that song. <laughs> and how um he's got her moving but not running because... Apparently she's always running in her films, hmm. and this is the first he wanted to kick her off with. This is Pam she Greer, rolls into but frame. She's, she's not. Running. She chills. She's, she's yeah. rolling into frame. Yeah, she's got no way. She's not running. She's not messing. She does run in the end. And then, to, yeah. and then she notices. It's like, oh shit! Now I've got to catch yeah. up with things. Yeah, things have gone away from me. I've got. Yeah. I'm good. I'm now catching up with everything yeah. that's got away from me. And at the end of it, she's driving. She's in command, and she just turns on the music and she sings along to it. Hmm. Because she's done everything she needs to do. She's succeeded in everything. She's queen. Your number two? This one from Death Proof. Okay. Can you guess the Death Proof uh, one? Yeah. And it's not... And oh. I'm going for Grindhouse. It's still here, so we've cut uh, out the... Oh, wow, the okay. Co- I'm sorry, the coasters down in Mexico is a fantastic needle yeah. drop, and that sequence is great. Blah, blah, Right. But uh, this one, the original version was used in a simple favour, and I watched it again a couple of weeks ago. I figured I'm, I can still see only Death Proof in this moment. Okay. And they use it in the trailer, in the credits of A Simple Favour. It doesn't work as well because you're expecting them to have the flash frames like they do in this. Chick Habit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. End. Hang yeah. up your chick habit. Hang it up, daddy. You're, you're going to get your set of dip. Bow, 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 bow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the, just the, the random shots of girls in like screen tests. Yeah. As it flashes on. It's, it's just so cool. It's a good choice. It's, it's just amazingly what's, cool. What are, you, what are you topping this Right, with? how can I top this? Right, well, uh, do you remember Atomic Blonde? Yeah. Do you remember when you watched the first, uh, the second scene from Atomic Blonde? You were thinking, I want to watch Inglourious Bastards again because you're using a track that they use that perfectly, even though the track wasn't for that movie, it was for another film. And I've been putting out fires. Well, the gas are in! Bowie! Such a good Bowie. fucking song. As she's getting dressed and ready, putting her makeup on, she's going to kill everyone. Cat <sighs> people, putting out fires. Yep. <laughs> just, just the setup, the world of the cinema. 
Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Glorious Bastards wins a lot. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it turns out it might just be his masterpiece. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. What about you for um, needle drops when it comes to music? This my is my number three honourable mention, I would say, is um I should have done an honourable mention, shouldn't I? I've only got a couple of you know, I've only, I haven't had one chunk. No God. Oh, that was whenever that turns up, it's like it's The so Guardians of the Galaxy song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I um, know, right. Puts the lime in the coconut. <laughs> oh, the wedding ringer song. Um, when uh, when Uma Thurman actually drops the needle <laughs> in Pulp Fiction. Give me give me a taste of that. You'll be a woman soon. Yeah. Colonel Hans Lander didn't sing that song. <laughs> I did. I'm over Calling Star. My favourite album. I love rumours. Um, so that's an honourable mention because I was almost going to put it in there because it is a, a as it is a technical needle drop. And it that, is literally the needle drop. Um, you might as well is that or anything from Death Proof in uh, the the uh, yeah the jukebox. Um, but for me, uh, so the coast is down in Mexico. You get that. Number three is uh, Django Unchained. Um, towards the end, mm. final act. Um, too old to die young. I'm too old to die young now. Such I love rumors. Good. So, such a good song, and so it just lifts you up for the final scene. Mm. I tell um, you what's a great song for that soundtrack that I can never listen to because of the soundtrack and the way they've done it. Go on. Hundred Black Coffins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Walton Goggins, for <laughs> throwing in some curse words that I can't play any time because yeah. you put it into that track. Um, <laughs> but yeah, two hours to now. Yeah, and considering that right before that was Johnny Cash's uh, Ain't oh, No Chains. Fell. Oh. Ain't No Chains Can Hold My Body Down. Um, but I didn't, yeah. There's, of the like handful of Johnny Cash songs, none of them are in my top needle drops. That's because he likes to put them in there. Because he likes the song, but he doesn't make them as important yeah. to the scenes. He just That's enjoys true, them there. Isn't it? It's just there. Yeah. It's just nice to have a song there. And for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm hoping that he puts a Johnny Cash song in there because it's 50 years ago, and 50 years ago this year was um, San Quentin, the album, one of my favourite classic Cash album. So right. I wonder if he'll put a San Quentin song in there or like if an older. <sighs> yeah. We'll find oh, out soon. And gentlemen. Oh, we'll find out soon. Um, my number my two. How it starts? I don't know how it starts, but I assume it's like a hiss and then like a. Oh, it's me. <laughs> my number two is vegan oh. smelly. But <laughs> let's. Sorry, that is such. A, I'm a child. Uh, the coasters down in Mexico. Ba-boom. Yeah. Like drinking. I was drinking. You can't sorry. do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in there if you won't. Um, well, yeah, no, because it's it's it, it, it was fourth. Damn definitely. good scene. And um, damn good coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what more can I say? Chicken Just shit. Such a good song, and it's a great song. A it's great dance phenomenal. to go along with it. It's cool. Um, it's all cool. Butterfly. And my number one, you fucking stole for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such. Oh. <laughs> I never heard that song before. 
Had you heard that <laughs> song nope. before? No. I think I heard a bit of it, like, like, like a tiniest minute of it, but it was like, oh, wait, it's weird that hearing Bowie in the baritone. Yeah. I love baritone Bowie. So good. Uh, last but not least, going back to the man who makes it all. Man who makes it all. Top We're talking about Harvey Keitel. Tarantino. From Direct Line oh. Adverts. Weinstein. <laughs> Christ. Brought to you by your friends at the Weinstein Company. <laughs> Tomorrow with watching yeah. Grindhouses, that is there. Top three uh, cameos from Tarantino, Tarantino himself. Yeah, Tarantino okay. cameos. Do I go yours first? Or Do you? Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I don't know. You might, I, you might not like my ones. Okay. Number three, I'm going Django Unchained. Okay. I think he's funny. Which one? What do you mean, which one? As in the the one when he's got the bag over his head, or the one where he's oh, doing yeah, Australian accent? Um, no, the Australian accent. Oh, I think okay, everyone, it's me. Everyone, Every, sh- everyone thinks it's Australian, but it's actually significant. Everyone shits on it, but I just think it's so fun. Yeah, but and he's doing a South African accent. It's really awkward. And he's just a dick. And um, get out of that, here. That moment when he gives the, when he puts the uh, thing, moves the dynamite, hmm. and he opens the thing, you just go, got got a gift for you, fellas, and he just chucks it in there. And he's just like chuckling away as he walks off. He's like, oh my god, you're an evil bastard, but it's fucking hilarious. Fair enough. Um, my number two is um. Big and smelly before you say that. <laughs> my number two would be uh. Do you know what? I'll put Heath Late in there. Okay. His little voiceover. Because it was like... like oh, the uh, theoretically back from intermission, but not back from intermission. Yeah. It's not got an intermission. The version of that was like, hey, while yeah. you're away, this is happening. Yeah. Because um, bef- just before that, mm-hmm. I was sort of worried. And I was like, this doesn't really feel very Tarantino. And then his voice pumped up. And it was like, okay, I'm a bit safer now. I feel, yeah, now I feel a bit 40, safer. 40 minutes in? Yeah. It's a long time um, to get there. But my number one is I don't need to tell you how good my fucking co- I don't need to t- you to tell me how good my fucking coffee is, okay? I'd buy it. I know how good it is. And if, that's if I had a sign that said something else, it would say something else <coughs> from Pulp Fiction. I don't remember Pulp Fiction. Do you do you have a, a character a over there, Funko Pop, name? that you could uh, give me? Do you want a name? I, 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 Jimmy. I'd, I'd rather see a Funko Pop. Yeah, it's all the way over there, actually, isn't it? <laughs> Across yeah. the recording studio. He used to be in front of TV. But he was banished yeah. because he he said the N-word a bunch. <laughs> and you were watching Black Panther. And it's like, this, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Those oh, Wakanda Forever, right. Does it say Wakanda Forever storage? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jimmy. <laughs> what about you? Your top Me? three. Top three, okay. Yeah. Let's go for number three. This is going to be fun. Good character, bad guy. Talks about Eva Gardner. Right. Sees a woman with uh, with one leg. Okay. And uh, the guy goes up to him and goes, you know, well, why are you going to have sex with her? He goes, easier access. <laughs> Planet Terror. Right. Bad guy from Planet Terror. <laughs> he whips his dick out, his dick starts falling off. <laughs> gets gets uh, a wood, wood in his eye. Oh, right, here's what you're doing. Oh, fucking... Little Nicky's gonna turn up, isn't he? Oh, you fucking. All right, go on. Number two. two. That's rather. Dick, glass, dick, glass, right. dick, glass, <laughs> dick, glass. There's piss everywhere. <laughs> He's laughing. You didn't play the game properly. Go on. All right. Number, number one. one. Hellfire is burning <laughs> me alive. <laughs> little You're Nicky. Right. I don't like Little Nicky. Quentin <laughs> Tarantino and Little Nicky is hilarious. It's one of my, it, was, it was my first instance of knowing what Quentin Tarantino was. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Watching an Adam Sandler film and thinking this crazy guy is he one of Adam Sandler's friends? No, it's Quentin Tarantino. 
playing a blind preacher guy, crazy guy. Before you started your top three just then, yeah. I and before, even before that, you said I might not like it. Yeah. So just as you're about to start, it, I was like, oh, I bet he's put in Reservoir Dogs because that's not really a cameo. No, it's not a cameo. It doesn't count. And I was like, I bet he's put in Reservoir blue. Dogs. That's no, what he means. Around. That's what he means by I won't like it. And then you did that. <laughs> you said cameos. That's fair enough. That yeah, is fair enough. They are cameos. He appeared right. in. And with that, I learned um, what uh, if what kind of role he may or may not have in another movie. Yeah. So thanks, Wikipedia. My bad. <laughs> kind of. I did it to myself. Because so. <sighs> I didn't even think about it. No. Same. Yeah. Um. Or I guess I don't think that it would be up on already. IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. But alas, people love to put things up way too of early. Of course. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah. So we tonight we are seeing. Uh, Tonight Once we are seeing a Rocketman, starring my favourite character from uh, so Needle Drops. This is our 150th episode. We almost could have Once kicked off our time. 150th episode in America. with me giving you the uh, the tickets for the IMAX screening, but because we, we're doing a preview preview oh, screening. screening. So we're seeing it Tuesday, 6th of August. That time dates us. Um, and if you would like to date us, <laughs> six p.m. Six. We're 30. a package deal. <laughs> um, six p.m. Yeah. Six, six fifteen for six yeah. thirty. But come on, we're both I mean, going to get queue up there at seven a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're like sure we're the first sixty in. Just the two of us. Oh, speaking of, first sixty people through the door of the event that we went to to get the sixty free tickets. Yep. We were fifty-three and fifty-four. Yes, we were. Start queuing at seven o'clock. Around yep. seven o'clock. Yep. Crazy. Anyway, um, Paul McAvoy from Fright Fest was much earlier than us. Mm. So, um, so we'd seen it first at this previous screening. Mm-hmm. Very exciting, but it's just a screening it's a room. standard digital yeah. screening room event. And then we're seeing it in IMAX. First Tarantino film in IMAX. Yes. Very exciting. Very strange. Yeah. It's going to be a standard digital print, just blown up a little bit, I feel. Uh, do you think? I was, I was wondering if, you'll, if we'll see more of the screen. No, no, it yeah. won't have shot like that. That's what I was thinking. It's not like a screen X experience. You haven't got yeah. 270 <laughs> degrees of Tarantino. <laughs> oh, um, oh, the feet stretches out. <laughs> Wait a second, they haven't cut their nails, it just goes across. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> What's that? There's a corn on the back of the ankle, it just goes across the other way. That's how it did. <laughs> Works. So we're doing that. Uh, oh, it's called uh, it's called Unz <laughs> upon a Tim, <laughs> not Hollywood. It's such a Bojack, it's a Bojack Horseman film. Yeah. Finally. Um, so we're doing nine thirty. Uh, IMAX. Nine thirty at night. Nice AM. time. A.M. Did I not mention? Nine thirty in the in the A.M. Yeah. Jesus crow. Yeah. To watch Sorry. a two-hour forty-minute movie. Plus ads. Um, and then we're going to see it in the O2. The where? At the O2. The Cine World. <laughs> Cine World at the O2, maybe. So That's if you're listening to this now, we might be at the O2. Maybe. We, I mean, we might be at the IMAX. We might be not even there yet, because you might be watching it, listening to it at midnight. Yeah. Like, well, 1am. If you're listening to it in the evening. Then you can follow day. us and join us at the... Uh, Genesis Cinema. In... Myland. Myland, Bethnal Green. 35mm. 35mm print is playing at the indie there. Exciting. Very Good. cheap as well. Yeah, Genesis is usually cheap. It's yeah. an indie place. Nice people. Yeah, nice. Been offered jobs there a couple of times. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Up. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, poor. Three screenings. So, when we come back after you played a trailer that I've not seen... Um, and spoiler alert, I'm going to play the trailer, which then has Quentin Tarantino go, and this is what happens at the end of the movie. <laughs> um... 
And it's just a list we, of people who work. You know, do you think, credits, do you think we'll still be excited about nope. going to see it three more times? I do not think so. Do you not think you're going to like it? I do not like think it? so. Really? Yeah. Do you, not, you don't think you're going to like this film? No, I'm not sure I'm going to be excited to watch it three more times. I'll let you off the mid... The mid day what am screening. I going to do on my own? I don't know. Do whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to go to see... <laughs> well, Lion That's King, here I finally come. Yeah, why not? Um, so, yeah. What else is there to say? We've done our top threes of a lot of things. Do you think it, it was... won a f- an award at the Cannes Film Festival? What really? What award? The Palm Dog. Did it? Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, won Palm Dog. Once upon a time in Hollywood, won the Palm Dog. Yeah. Palm Dog. Yeah. What's the Palm Dog? It's the best dog performance in a movie. Didn't know there was a dog in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Thank you for. There was a poster up with a dog with the dog's signature on the poster at the event we were at. I wasn't look. I wasn't paying much attention. I particularly took a picture of it because I do. (laughs) That dog is a award-winning dog. <laughs> and I know a couple of people who are on the voting staff, so I trust them enough. Who was on the voting staff? Anna Smith's but journalist. Oh. I thought you were going to say Scooby-Doo and Scrappy. And no. Yeah. No. Mr. No, no, they're not allowed to be. Can't, dogs can't be on the voting staff for other dogs because they Rude, have... Rep- Doggist? No, I'm saying... Dogging? They, the dog community is small and it becomes questionable when dogs are voting for other dogs. Yeah. Simba, however... Yeah. On there. Yeah. Took over in the fastest Makes sense. Yeah. Well. It's a registry. pieces. Have you heard the, um, <laughs> have you heard the, the joke that hereditary is, uh, do you know why it's called hereditary? No, I because, do not know why it's called hereditary. Because her head hit a tree. <laughs> this episode is a spoiler off the film, hereditary. Anyway, let's talk about better films. Let's talk about Midsummer. No. Um, Why is it called Midsummer? Because it's in the mid of some errs. <laughs> so it doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't work. Why? Why is uh, the film about uh, Will Smith, super spy, Lance Sterling becoming a pigeon, called what it's called? I can't remember what it's called now. But it's called Spies in Disguise because he's a spy in the skies. <laughs> that is genius. Why um, is uh, why is the film tr- why is the show Transparent called Transparent? Because he's a transparent. Who? She's, She's a transparent. transparent. Sorry. Get better. Learn your pronouns. Apologies. Don't be anti-nouns. Andrew, she's always like this. Um, what else is there to say? Me. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm an it. <laughs> and I float down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally. Finally, we get to see Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's the ninth, ninth film. film. By Tarantino. Sorry, to give it its full. The ninth film by my little cutie pie. <laughs> I'm so excited. Every time, and this is not a spoiler, every time I see the trailer, mm. I hear the audience, there's a point in which they reveal it's a Quentin Tarantino film. So, yeah, it's a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a while of just like, here's some clips, and then suddenly it's like, boom, yeah. from Quentin Tarantino. Well, the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And you suddenly hear like, ah, ooh. <laughs> and every time there's always someone who's like ooh except the time when it was a surprise film and the trailer played there, and someone in front of me went oh I thought it was going to be that <laughs> I kind of chuckled <laughs> and then it was cool. I've had I people had out this week like scary films. <laughs> this week I had someone I think a couple of people at work saying to me oh I want to see that film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I have to quickly go shut the fuck up <laughs> don't say a word no no um, they want to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood no don't say a word no one wants to see a Michael Douglas movie <laughs> from 15 and years ago. I've had to stop listening to podcasts 
I've had to stop listening to podcasts because the quality has been bad. Listen to our podcast. In fear of finding out spoilers. Yes. So I stopped listening to the Ralph report because he does it day by day and he, day uh, by I stopped day. the day before... Uh, Tarantino. It, the day before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out in America, I stopped because I knew he was going to talk about it. What the about the day that Once Upon a Time in America came out in Hollywood? No, I didn't stop. Um, so then I went back to last year's because I'm still going back over the back catalogue. Um, and I got to some point in June last year. Yeah. And one of his showbiz beat news things yeah. was, oh, there's been a casting for Quentin Tarantino's new film. And now, as you know, thing he's playing, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And so I just had to stop it there and then. Um, I've been very... Because at that point, didn't they have the uh, whole facades? Yeah, I don't, know who, I don't know who they added at that point. Okay, so, well. yeah. And oh, I didn't... Ooh, was that just around the time Burt passed? Maybe. Or maybe it was um, the... Uh, um, Mindhunter guy? Mindhunter. Maybe, maybe. I don't know the guy's name. He's yeah. just the guy who's playing Charles Manson in both yeah. Mindhunter and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week. Alone, maybe, maybe it was that. weird. Yeah, maybe it was that. And also, good for his career, question mark? Um, I'm working with David Fincher and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I'm the resident Charles Manson impersonator in Hollywood. I caved in. And <laughs> I will perform at your parties. <laughs> I'll sing songs and I will do terrible things to you. I've got a swastika on my forehead. Ooh. It may just be my masterpiece. <laughs> um, I caved in and listened to a couple of Kevin Smith podcasts. Yeah, I The week that. of um, Once Upon a Time in, Amer- in Hollywood came out in America. Really hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's really hard not to um, say the other one. And I was very, very worried. I like had my finger on the pause button the whole time in case he started you had your talking about... You finger on the pause? Yeah. In case he had, in case at some point he mentioned how his daughter is in, and they went to the premiere and stuff. Wait, what? Harley Quinn Smith is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Jeez, I thought he would have mentioned that once by now. I that know. seems ridiculous. So He's I was expecting him to go off on a long tangent about that, but yeah. fortunately he didn't on both podcasts, so that's good. Um, so he's <laughs> saving that for a DVD. <laughs> Maybe after <laughs> Tuesday, I uh, I won't have to worry about listening to podcasts and, and I've reading. Got a bunch of people things. on Twitter who started talking because in America, because the weekend after it opened, they figured they could openly talk about things. I had to mute. Have you said? Have they said anything back to you when you've said like shut the fuck up? No, I just immediately muted them. They're not people I know. Oh, people, mate, okay. Joe Reed, for example. Yeah. Or um, who was the other one I did the other day? The first tweet I saw about this film was mm. from. Uh, Scottish comedian, uh, Scottish comedian, Spot- Scottish um, Limmy, Darth Limmy, critic, film critic, Robbie Collin. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Lovely Couldn't Robbie Collin. Um, I think he also must a comedian. Been, he must have been that because I, I I heard him at uh, d- uh, he sat behind me at Dumb and Dumber Two. I heard him. Oh. <laughs> it was very funny because all I could hear was, <sighs> and that was the funniest laugh I got was <laughs> a laugh of respect. Um. <sighs> I he think... went on live TV a couple hours after that to talk about it. <laughs> He's a hero. I went back home, watched him, thinking, "How can you even talk?" I, th- I think <laughs> I can't find words. I can't I th- find humanity. I think I saw uh, a tweet when he was at Cannes, mm. having seen it, and all he said was, "Well, that's a lot of feet." And I didn't realise what it was about until mm. later, and I was like, "Oh yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood screened." <laughs> so, or it was just a Monty Python retrospective. Maybe, maybe. Um. <laughs> Everyone talks about feet with Tarantino. I feel like if no one knew he had a foot fetish, he says it in his in my best friend's birthday. No one's seen it. Yeah, no one's seen my best friend's birthday. But if he he never mentioned, if it was never mentioned, Mm. I don't think people would notice as much. Yeah, I think he shoots it in a particular way. 
I um I noticed just shots that have to happen. I noticed on walking and movement. I noticed on Letterbox that I could um put my best friend's birthday up as I watched it. Mm. And I was like, why would I? It's thirty six minute half a movie. Technically counts as a short film. Yeah, but it's doesn't it's unfinished. Yeah, not unfinished, but it's, there's a know. lot of unfinished films that still make it to cinemas. Yeah. The so. Snowman, <laughs> Human Tribe, Michael Fassbender. Seventy five percent of that film was shot. Speaking of Letterboxd, did you hear Jesus about Christ. um the, the Morgans? Yes, the, I did hear about the Morgans. They were in witness protection with uh, Sam Elliott. Did you hear about their tweet? Someone, um, someone's review of uh, Inglorious Bastards was taken down. Did you hear about this? I love tweets. <laughs> did you? Did you actually hear about this? Don't no. You? Tell um, me everything. Someone's uh, review was taken down, and someone else noticed and tweeted them saying, "What's going on?" And he retweeted it again. All I wrote was that I think the bastards should come and sort out the Nazis today. <laughs> and it had been taken off because uh, they don't condone violence of any sort to any sort of people. No. <laughs> and everyone just like came came down on them like that is the most, you know, um, bad people on both sides tweet we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a good day for Letterboxd. I no. thought it was going to blow up to be a big newsworthy thing. But. Not the worst day for Brad Pitt, though. <laughs> yeah. Because a couple of days later, he's at premiere in the UK, and Lena Dunn's trying to kiss him on the mouth. What? Have you not seen the picture? No. Him at the premiere, standing there, and Lena Dunn's right at him, oh, just trying to French God. him, and he's like... And it's just like, oh, fuck off, Lena Dunham. He's single now, though, right? Yeah, but he doesn't need Lena Dunham yeah. inappropriately grabbing him at a premiere. <laughs> oh, God. He needs me inappropriately grabbing him by giving him a high five and going... You're a man, Floyd. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to coming back afterwards to talk more about this, and you're going to explain... I'm not uh, looking forward to coming back afterwards, because that means the film will be over. But we get to see it three more times. Um, you're going to explain... Um, There's an alarm going off yeah. in my head. You're going to explain... It's the alarm that is Quentin Tarantino's Charles game. Manson, to me. Right, okay. Um, when afterwards, afterwards, afterwards. When a mother Charles Manson and a father <laughs> Charles Manson love each other very much and have questionable beliefs and listen to uh, Beatles songs, they create a lovely ch- baby Charles Manson and they throw him down a Helter Skelter. That I'm really intrigued about. The Helter Skelter thing. I know nothing. I don't. I, I do I not have think no idea. that is going to come up much in no, the No, but I want you to explain to me. I have no idea how it works into it at all. So okay. yeah, or you can listen to uh, the brilliant Katrina Longworth's. Uh, you must I am. This I'm going to listen to you first. Series Manson's Hollywood. I'm going to listen to you first. Fantastic piece that just gives you enough insight to make you go deeper into it. I've not read the Helter Skelter book. I'll give you that. Much. All right. I didn't know there was a book. Yes. Right. I've not read many books on Manson. Right. I was offered at one point uh, when I was in the Death Museum, the Hollywood Death Museum. They had uh, a book signed by one of the Manson girls, oh. an autobiography. There's girls. There's girls in this Manson. Hmm. Interesting. Well, they're the family. Yeah. Oh, Boys, girls. Hold on, it's Harley Quinn playing one of the Manson family members. I thought she was just playing a cult member. Oh, she's playing Muses, uh, Jason's <laughs> Jay's son. Daughter. Mm. I, I might have misgendered her. <laughs> Person. Brood. <laughs> Offspring. Pretty um, fly for a white person. <laughs> Do you think this will be more or less of fun Daggy than episode 100? Because episode 100 was, is a... Episode 100 was a started with me time. being depressed and me then becoming happy. I'm okay right now, so this is going to go badly for me. <laughs> will you be with me? So you'll be more depressed. Very badly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who I wish I was with. Go on. My old friend, who was an actor. 
had a great accent. He would come in here and he'd talk about things. He wouldn't punch <laughs> me in the face. I swear to God, if you say Christoph Waltz. <laughs> I love Christoph Waltz. Is that what you want to say? I, I thought that's what you were going no. for. I honestly thought that's what you were going to no, you, you were saying great accents, didn't punch you, and I thought he's 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 pulling the hood over my eyes and he's making me think. No, no, he, no this guy pulls a mask over himself. Ah. I've seen him for ages. Well, we no, probably won't. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. I wish we could see Javier Bardem. When was the mask on Javier Just Bardem? Floor. When was the mask on Javier Bardem? He had to have Bardem. a CGI face off for the Skyfall. Oh, fair enough. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Like, Makes sense. Oh, I've got no mouth anymore. I thought he went full it's method. It's me, Cockney. I'm a Cockney <laughs> Javier Bardem. I thought he went full method for that, so I didn't know that. No, he went well. meth head for that. He was in the dressing room in Fury. He wasn't in Fury, but he was in the dressing room in Fury. He saw Shia LaBeouf rip out, rip out a tooth and say, you've got to be extreme in this role. He's like, yes, that's right. <laughs> got to go extreme. Get out of your clothes. Ooh, crack. Um, crack of the bat. That means it's time to start the game. The game is watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> oh, the shooting... <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, with the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Fried, <laughs> <Fire>, you Nazi <messy> bastards! <laughs> Seems this world has got you down. You're feeling bad about me, so free. Are you an actor? No, I'm a stuntman. Oh, you still the wreck, huh? Still here. You can do anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. Line. Cut! Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. Has been an August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground. Here I am, flat on my ass. Who, who I got living next door to me? I'm Sharon Tate. I'm in the movie. You're in this? That's me. I play Miss Carlson, the Klutz. Charlie's gonna dig you. And that gospel group. I can all change like that. Hey! You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. Are we alright for spoilers now? We're okay to... You are entering spoiler territory for a film which at this point has just come out in the UK, has been out for a couple of weeks in America. We do apologise. You have had an hour and ten minutes of content to enjoy pre-watch. Now this is the post-watch segment for Once Upon a Time in... Hollywood. Nope. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Hollywood. You didn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, because you were talking too fast. I'm always talking um, fast. I'm a motor mouth. What's that? Oh, I'm Quentin Tarantino. You little cutie pie. <laughs> 
Um, did you uh, did find I? the answer to the first thing I asked? The first thing I said after the film was, "Do you remember?" Twenty-first night of September. <laughs> what does Sharon Tate think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I don't believe she's come out of the woodwork yet. Hmm. By that I mean a coffin. Strange, because you'd have thought that she'd have a lot to say to thank. Rick I don't Dalton think she's had a lot to say for a long time. I think she got uh, Cliff Booth at some point. Oh, I was. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I was sitting um, on a boat. With, with a wife called Natalie, and mysteriously <laughs> the wife dies. Who played Natalie? Weirdly, it was Robert Wagner. <laughs> Do you know, or was, was it, it Christopher Walken? We'll never it, truly know. Was it anyone? Like Was it anyone? No. Recognizable. No, actually it was a completely CGI creation. Rarely, the rare time, Tarantino decided to have a motion capture creation. And the um, motion capture was a raccoon. Just walked onto set and got into the motion capture thing, put some bubbles on. It was like... They tried to replace it into Sean Gunn, but it just wouldn't work with computers. Oh. They couldn't do it that way around, it turns out. That is an anomaly. Um, Sir, anomaly, sir, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and girls I mean, just want to have fun. Yeah, I, I went into this not knowing anything about uh, Mr. Manson, apart from his music, obviously. Oh, Mr. Manson. Um, and I came so, out... So what would you say about his music that you knew about it? He does, he, he's done music. Is that He's what you had to say? I thought you done I th- music. I thought you meant like you actually listened to some of the songs, written, wrote some no. of the poetry of it, and I no, I was making a Marilyn Manson joke there, but oh. then I realised when I done when I did no, my I literally thought you meant the, the the Charles Manson, realized, music, which is yeah. available to buy. When you mentioned that, I was proceeds like, oh, shit, do not has... go to the Manson family. Oh really? <laughs> no. <laughs> what a shocker! Mm. They go um, to the Rick Dalton Institute for uh, Great Human Beings. Sorry, the Rick fucking Dalton Institute for Great Human Beings. I do forget that that is the uncensored full title. Right, explain the whole Charlie Manson thing to me because I am still. I've watched the okay, documentary. So since uh, Matt Smith, <laughs> he regenerated um, into this monster. <laughs> I've watched a documentary since I saw the film. Yeah. When I was at work last night, there was a YouTube documentary uh, narrated was it by like, Rob Zombie. Oh, I thought it would be like a defunct man situation. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sarcasm. And I still think he was unfairly. Um demonized like he is a prick and he's a cunt and like he's he's um yeah you know they call that a twofer he obviously did brainwash but um in terms of actual evidence with him doing anything Mm -hmm. like he definitely wasn't there for the the Mm -hmm. Sharon Tate thing (laughs) no but the next Um, night but there's no evidence that he was ever there for the other stuff the Labianca stuff not Was there actual evidence? Yeah, that was literally like, right, I'm going to show you how to do it this time. Because mm. the Tate one was such a... That's not how he told it. Yeah, but what and did you he know, say? Who do I trust? Someone well, who was did actually he say, there yeah, or not there. They're coming through the walls, they're scratching at the doors, ha, 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 look at my forehead. Or do you trust, you know, the crazy people who unbrainwashed themselves and realised the horrible things they did? How would they treat... Like, are, they, are any of them out? Or are they... Serving life sentences. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to both? Yes, to both. Some of them yeah. have, you know, good behaviour after 50 years. Well, what about the woman who killed Sharon Tate? What about her? Is she out? I don't know who, which one of them actually April, killed. They, they, was it April? Yeah. Specifically. That's what the, yeah, that's I what it, it seems like a, to be. amalgam. 
No, it seems to be she was the actual one who did it for oh. Sharon Tate, especially. <laughs> she was the one who everyone threw under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely her. We were just there watching. So she out. She she, won, is she, she one of the ones who turned? She seems to be the one that uh, I saw the most interview stuff with. Because there like, were a couple of I, I don't remember much specific detail because I, I, when I hear things, I try not to remember them. How the, old were you when it happened? Uh, I try uh, not to remember the uh, the actual names really of the old. people who do things particularly. Like 17? Like I try to, I, I remember the victims, I try to ignore the Fair enough. Things. But it's hard to ignore the the, uh, the perpetrators um, with this. Yeah, but I, I, I blend their names, I don't have their names locked down. Fair enough, fair enough. I know one of them was a bit more hesitant to discuss things and, you know, apologetic. Well, not necessarily apologetic, but just like, yeah, fuck. Fucked up, and the other one of them was more distinctly. Rah, 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 rah. Um, now uh, I was I was also trying to figure out. It's uh, important that you know the Manson murders happened, by the way, for the film. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> you're watching a film in which nothing really happened for a very long time, and you're wondering what the fuck is this whole segment in which someone just watches a film and goes about her day and seems pretty happy. I knew that much at least, you know, for. Uh, to be fair, you knew just about enough yeah. to get the required tension and the um, foreboding yeah. of the yeah. first two hours and twenty minutes. Because as soon as you see I'm them like, on the street, the uh, the hippies, uh, the people on the street, no idea, no idea, no, 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 three day of <laughs> um, hitchhiking. Yeah, you already get a sense of foreboding there. Yes. Um, and then it just, it's amped up when, uh, I want to say Rick, not Rick, Cliff. Cliff, um, Cliff Booth. When Cliff Booth goes I, I to... know, I know he looks so much like him. <laughs> yeah, looks like his son. Um, Who said that? Al Pacino. Who? Al Pacino. Marty Schwartz. Marty Schwartz. Schwartz. Not Schwartz. <laughs> Schwartz. Me and um, Mrs. Schwartz. But when Cliff goes, when Cliff goes to the ranch. Yeah, to uh, where? To the ranch. Spawn Ranch. Spawn Ranch. Sorry, I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, I've only seen it once. Um, You've only seen it once? No, we're not doing this. Come on. Do your stuff. Um, How many times have you seen once? It. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, um, when he gets to the ranch, um, that's like... He drops off Pussycat. Yeah. Everyone loves a bit of pussy. Oh, everyone was sitting around singing Pussy Cat, Pussy Cat, where are you? Um, That was like, I was fully expecting... This was the moment in which Brad Pitt is exiting the film earlier than you ever think. Well, I thought either Brad Pitt was going to die or um, he was going to find uh, thingy dead. George Spahn. George Spahn uh, dead and he was going to run and... Which would make sense because it was Burt Reynolds originally. Yeah. So they could have still oh, used him if they wanted to have that version of the story instead. Um, so I thought he was going to discover he was dead and run off and it was going to progress quite quickly from there. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten it was still February, wasn't it? Was it was still February at that point. Um, and I'd forgotten that it was around August time because mm. uh, when it got to August 8th, and I was like, oh shit, this was the date Six they were supposed to later. release it. Yeah. On August eighth for the fiftieth anniversary, celebrate! And then, yeah, and Don't Tarantino too was like, late. "Yeah, no, never mind." Um, nah, never mind. But um, which means we can't go and see it. We couldn't go and see it. Yeah, when it came then, because but uh, they did do special screenings, of course, in America. Did they? Yeah, 
Do you not notice? No. Yeah, you had dress up screenings, dress up as your favourite Manson <laughs> girl, take a bunch of acid and well, uh, molest one another. My favourite Manson girl, I don't think she actually existed in real life. Oh no. Um, Foggy, I think her name was. Sorry. Foggy? <laughs> Hello. Um, it's a really weird Muppets movie. Um, uh, no, Harley Quinn Smith's character. I, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't, does she? Does she say anything? I mean, in there is a shot in which she's in the distance next to um, the creepiest character of all, Lena Dunham, <laughs> playing Lena Dunham. I assume. Yeah. As soon as she appears, you're like, oh, something's wrong here because I feel <laughs> really sick, and I'm assuming she's going to go out to Brad Pitt and try and kiss him open mouthed. At the premiere, that picture oh, is God, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> she has no boundaries. She gets away with it. It's disgusting. Oh, she's awful. But, um, uh, she's in there in the background, and they have like this mouth flapping kind of thing. So yeah. you think, right, they're doing the extras blabble. They're doing, you know, rhubarb yeah. and custard. She was the one I was always focusing on, because it was like, oh, Kevin Smith's kid. Mm. I was hoping to see more from her, which is... Oh, excuse me. But... <laughs> you want to see her murdering folk? Yeah. Um... But, uh, but yeah, I don't think Foggy actually existed Froggy. in real life. <laughs> Hi, <Hi-ho. laughs> Um. Charlie the Mountain here. <laughs> I'm, I'm still processing. Hey, Dennis Wilson, I've got a song for you. <laughs> Someday you'll find it. A happy connection. I love that the race war is coming. How does it I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Die, Priggy. <laughs> oh, hi <laughs> oh, oh, the piggies will die. <laughs> I'm still, um, I'm still processing it all, but I, I cannot wait to see it again. What about you? What did, what did you think? What do I think? What do you think? That's the question. Hmm. It's, uh, it is his best film post Bastards. Okay. In, in in the in the post Menke world of Tarantino, right, this is his greatest work. Right, it is still annoyingly not all there. It's so infuriating that it is two hours and forty minutes. It is, and nothing and, happens. And but there is so much I want to wrap myself in, but then there is also not enough depth to so much of it that it, that means I can't then go. I'm not sure how going back to it again will elicit enough response and engagement and like, oh my God, beyond. Because as soon as the film finished, I was on, there was the AV Club annotated thing. There are podcasts, there are videos. And all they are doing is talking about what Tarantino is referencing pop culturally mm. throughout the film. And that's all they ever want to talk about is the, you know, the surface level superficiality of it all. And I want to get to the grips of the heart, the themes the end of an era, the sadness of what a uh, movie star in the changing of the uh, of Hollywood is. I th- and no one wants to write about that. They just want to write, hey, yeah. did you get Mannix? Did you get Lancer? Lancer was a real show. Mm. With a, and the girl, yeah. the, the method actor girl, was actually played by a 22-year-old in, in real life, so that mm. whole sequence doesn't work. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. In, in the sh- oh, in the, oh, sorry. On the show itself, sorry. the girl. Okay, I got so confused 22. for a second there. It was, it's not an orphan situation. I'm still waking up, sorry. In which um, you're watching a film and you're thinking, wow, this girl's really good at acting. And it turns out she's 22 years old and she's Bloody trying to have sex with the, with the foster father. Um, That's orphan, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Spoilers for orphan. Um, um, 12 years ago. Yeah. But uh, Are we I, celebrating its 12th anniversary by growing up? I think 
on rewatch, hmm. uh, Sharon Tate is going to be the main thing that you like thinking about it in the just under twenty four hours since seeing it. Yeah. Um, I can't. I keep thinking about the Sharon Tate stuff. Just really? seeing her life in a day, even though she doesn't speak much. Um, she doesn't have any much to do, really. But it's I, just I nice. wish I wish I would go through all of Tarantino's films and count the number of dialogue of lines that women. Oh, have. I fucking saw that because that would be that's how you find out. Because what I remember from silent films is a lot of women don't have dialogue lines. Yeah, they're just mouthing, yapping away, but they don't have a, they don't have characters because they don't speak. The artist. The artist, Jean Dujardin, spoke and he got an Oscar. Benice Bejeau, because she doesn't speak, she's rubbish. I read an article on uh, the Hollywood Reporter, I think it was. Um, well, on the Hollywood Reporter, about the Hollywood Reporter. No, no. So you read an article in, that in saying, the, the Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter exists. <laughs> in the Hollywood Reporter. Breaking read, news, it's still there. I read an article about uh, his... And say weekly, it's going monthly. His depiction of violence towards women in all his films. Who? And mentioned Who's Sharon Tate, uh, Tarantino's, Quentin My Tarantino. Little Cutie Pie. Cutie pie. Um... And have you got a middle name? Middle, what? Tarantino has he got a middle name? Oh, You're Jerome, sure? isn't it? Yeah, QJT. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Who's that coming around the corner? And QJT. <laughs> um, picture of violence of women. Yeah, and I was reading it, getting ready to be pissed off that, but it was a well, it was it was a well written, <laughs> yeah, well written uh, article. Yeah. That gave sort of a balanced argument, which yeah. was nice. Because I think when it comes to people talking about his depiction of women, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time it's coming from someone who just instantly cancels him, you know? Mm. Um, when I think it's much more... Um, I can't think of the word, but it's, there's, there's more the to it. There's there's more to it. There's depth. Than that. There's yeah, much more depth to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was nice reading a, something that was balanced. You know. Well, look at what happens to Jennifer Jason Lee in the Hateful Eight. Yeah. She's battered around. Yeah. And then you look at what happens to Samuel Jackson. Yeah. He's shot in the dick. And yeah. Bleeding out for the entire rest of the film. Yeah. What happens to Bruce Dern? Exactly. He's dead pretty quickly. Yeah. Look what happens to these characters? Bloody uh, Demian ba- uh, Bashir. <laughs> Straight away. Yeah. Yep. They all get it equally. Exactly. But um, this argued a bit that uh, they linger a bit more on the on the men. Like, especially uh, Samuel L. Jackson in, in The Hateful Eight. Yeah. They lingered more on his pain. Mm. But still, even then, you're, you're grasping the straws there. They are lingering a lot on his pain in the third act, but they're also lingering a lot on beating up for Jennifer Jason Lee in the first exactly. act. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, it's interesting. The third um, act of uh, Kill Bill is lingering yeah. on uh, Michael Madsen's pain. Yep. And then the real pain of Daryl Hannah. Yeah. And then Bill gets it off swift. Exactly. So uh, that's equal measure. Yeah. Um, and I like... Because Ray Fox gets out of the way pretty quickly and Uma Thurman gets a bunch of it on herself. Um, but let's Crazy talk- 88s go through a lot of pain and there's men <laughs> and women in that. Yes, exactly. So... Let's uh, let's talk about the, the sex, big, baby. The <laughs> let's talk about you and me. This is not a song that could be into this movie. True, um, less. You don't know. No, Sharon I mean, Tate fucking lived. So no, who knows? I mean, I'm just saying. Look, Bowie was not alive. Well, he's not performing mm. in 1943. 
Um, so now, what do you? How do you feel now about the twist where Sharon Tate? Oh, I thought you meant the twist survived. that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio does as he's uh, singing uh, "Green Door," at Hullabaloo. <laughs> I um, I feel I feel pretty strongly that that's a great twist, and I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Sam Rockwell should be in a musical together. Because they dance and sing and just do anything. Because those. Oh my god, could you imagine? I am. Um, He's smoking a cigarette and dancing, and Sam Rockwell's coming up to him. And he's he's saying something racist, and then he does that thing with his feet, where it's jig, 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 jig. and then he smokes a cigarette, and he's bald and he's Bob Fosse on Fosse Verdon. If you've seen my uh, brilliant picture, Fosse Verdon, mm-hmm. no, which I, I did, I did, I did in March, sent directly to Lin Manuel Miranda, not did not get a response. Oh. And you think, well, Fosse Verdon, it's a brilliant take. <laughs> um, Screw you, Lin Manuel Miranda. But I I knew Sharon Tate was uh, killed. But I didn't know murdered. Murdered. So murdered tragically. Um, I didn't know how uh, often, <laughs> how bad, or how gruesome it was going to be. So I was there was always that threat of eventually I'm going to find out in how, this, within this film. Yeah, and the fact how that it's, it's 18 that. rated for strong bloody violence, and exactly. there is nothing in the first two hours and 20 minutes. So you're like, oh, this is going to go where as deep as it's going to go. They've saved it all for these yeah. next 20 minutes, and for him to they do. For him to just completely <laughs> twist it around and give the, uh, the the Manson family the justice they deserve. Destroying justice. the Manson yeah. family as a uh, boogeyman. Um, what do you th- how do you feel about that? Uh, mixed. Yeah. Mixed. It's tough because you're sitting there in the cinema and you are laughing at the uh, graphic nature of Brad Pitt. Mm. And, uh, I tell you, that was another... What's the name of the dog? Uh, Brandy. Yeah. Brady taking them down. Oh, well, oh, can I yeah. my thing? But at the same time, because the film is alternating history, it's a catharsis for us in our universe. But whilst we're lingering in their universe, it doesn't quite hit the same thing. So when Brad Pitt is, spoiler, smashing a woman's face into pictures, uh, fireplace, a table, the floor, yeah. anything he can get his hand on and push her into... It stops being funny and starts being, well, this is a man who has killed his wife. And this is his next wife. He is, a, he is, yeah. he is as they say, a lady killer. Um, He's just like Tom Hanks. Well, Except Tom Hanks couldn't was, do it. That was a thing they mentioned in the, art, in the Hollywood Reporter article. That right. people are laughing at this violence. And even though and it, it is, is the Manson family, to be fair, they've not done the atrocious things that they've done that we know. That we know. In this... He, Beforehand, there were murders before. Yes, but you know they didn't. It didn't show any. Like and if you're course, looking at it from yeah. purely the, the from, from films, universe. from what we've seen, yeah, what the the information that Tarantino is giving us about these characters, yeah. not based on anything that we know in our universe, but specifically them. So yeah, they've, they've um, not done anything yet. They just plan to do something. I I think you can sort of. I mean, they did get away. They with did it. kind of you know go ahead and flatten a tire. Yeah. I know. So that's and, kind of yeah. shitty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who does that? But um, I like the fact that uh, when I was listening to a podcast and Tarantino and Brad Pitt when they were talking about the character, the first ca- the first movie they chose, they both chose simultaneously without realizing to each other to deal with Cliff Booth was Billy Jack, which is that's a uh, a redneck action film. Which this guy is, you know, he's just this guy who travels around and he. You know, stops. He he makes speeches and punches people and writes wrongs. He's a regular. <laughs> he's a regular down home redneck vigilante. It's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's um, that makes sense. That Billy Jack is the one that Tarantino would go for. I it's, think it's schlock. 
It's th- fun schlock, though. It's very fun. I think they get away with uh, the brutality of it when, when you mention that, oh, it's a wife killer. Yeah, lady killer. Lady killer. Um, Which is, this. you know, I'm glad that Bruce Lee didn't t- took a, took. Problem, yeah, <laughs> you know, hindrance with that and went for that as well, which um, is a problematic scene, which I think works really well. Um, but yeah, I I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, but then if you think about it, he was high as a fucking kite. On what? I, Sorry, he was he was just smoking acid, a regular cigarette. Acid dipped cigarettes. Acid dipped cigarettes. What uh, is he? A which hippie? is a great setup. A goddamn hippie. <laughs> Get it out of here. This is a private road. <laughs> oh, so good. Rick um, Dalton standing up to the Manson family just because he's angry <laughs> in the middle of the night and he just doesn't like everything. I it's that perfect thing of like, you're watching a regular film and suddenly a historical event's happening. This guy comes out and is like, get off! Get out of here! Go! Get out of here! And walks back and tries to ignore everything and just when, stops everything. And everything changes based on that. When he, hit the hood of, when he hit the hood of the car, oh, I thought they were going to run into him. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought, right, that's it. He's dead right here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, he just... But with, uh, with Cliff... Um, Going so over the top, mm. I think it, it it fit in with the fact that you you know they showed just how high he was. Like he was fucking eating the dog food when they came in. He had no. He was just chuckling away at them, and he was like, "Are you real?" Oh, hey. And he was like pointing his own finger gun. <laughs> I remember you. So I think. <laughs> oh, I, I love Brad Pitt. comedy. Th- He's so good. I He's think. So good. I think they get away with it because, because it's a heightened world. Yeah, and he. I don't think he kind of realizes. Okay. <laughs> just how real what he's doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And in that moment, sure, maybe. But mm. then, when um, the girl from Better Things, the acclaimed right. FX X show Better Things, <laughs> after having dog food tin on smash her nose in, yeah, and have a dog bite her arm into bits, <laughs> and then run through plate glass and start shooting <laughs> up in a pool. Have a flamethrower to her body. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think uh, of the two, I think uh, <laughs> she gets off. I, no, of she the, gets off lightly. Of, of Cliff and Rick, yeah. I think Rick is the more problematic of the two because Rick isn't high. No. And and also doesn't go back and, to check on her, his wife. Rick kind of gives up on his wife. Yeah. And Rick's status. anger issues are there from the very beginning. Like, no, 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 you fucking. And it just goes from one to fucking eleven mm. with the flamethrower. But the cheers and the whoops in the cinema. There were six of us. There were cheers and whoops. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like with a cinema of like four hundred. Oh, like two and a half just, hours. I cannot wait to see it in the IMAX. <laughs> God, that's gonna be so fucking weird. Yeah, this, especially <laughs> this film because it's so quiet and melancholy for so much of it. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, that is not yeah. a film for the IMAX. Except you know, you. It is weird, computer. isn't it? Of all these films. Of all his films, I would that and Jackie Brown are like the least accessible. Yeah. I would say Django would be more suitable. Oh, absolutely, Django of, is your, of them all. Django is your all of your because it's so be big and yeah. bloatedly bloody. I was almost going to say hateful, but I think keep hateful as seventy millimeter. Yeah, it, hateful it, is your own yeah. show. Yeah, with the intermission. Um, Django is your hey, look how big uh, Jamie Fox uh, Jamie Fox's cox looks like. <laughs> Um, did you think there was a, a Jackie Brown nod here? There was a did moment. You say bail bondsman. No, <laughs> there was a moment in uh, where they're at an airport, am I right? And he's walking through the um, the Italian. Yeah, they're coming back from Italy. Yeah, um, and he's walking through the. I was going to say hangar, hangar, not hangar, but the arrivals. Yeah, the walkway. And I was trying to, I was trying to figure out whether the wall is. It, it was colourful. 
Don't yeah. think it was the same exact. The same. But no. I thought maybe it was a tiniest little uh, nod. No, because uh, in uh, Jackie Brown, it's mosaics, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. that's more strips. I, I, thought it was strips. A, I thought it might have been the, might, the same uh, pattern. I don't but think But just in, not in mosaic form. No. But it was still colourful. And I, and I thought it might have been a slight, slight little nod to... Um, to Jackie Brown, or maybe I'm reading too much into it. Might be reading a little too much into it. Um, but I'm telling you what, I'm not reading too much into it, and it's one of his best uh, links to his other films because mm. we've never actually met Dominic De Coco. No, was it? No, no, no. Uh, Margarita. Antonio Margarita, a real filmmaker. Yeah, uh, we we've never actually seen him in the film. He's just been mentioned twice, and the first time, like. <laughs> He wasn't directly involved. <laughs> they just took his name. They're like, yeah. right, you can you're, be you're, him. Your cameraman, what's your name? Antonio Margarita. <laughs> and then his career rose and someone else actually got to work with him. Genius. Yes. I, such, oh, perfect, perfect. That's what I want from my Tarantino films. It's like a tiny little nod. There was, um, which one? I think it was uh, Django. Django. Where I'd seen an interview and Tarantino had forgotten what the link was. And I was like, for fuck's sake! And it took me ages to find to discover it online. Um, but I was, I was sort of proud of myself that I, I spotted this one. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> uh, you asked me I, three... I, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. no? Okay. Do you reckon there is an op- there is going to be on the uh, bonus features of this film, just the uh, com- the complete tapes of Rick Dalton's rehearsals, because the amount of accents he goes through, yeah. he's doing his Mexican accent, he's doing his posh English accent, <laughs> various different things that he rehearses lines to. Oh, I just want to hear like twenty minutes unedited of those with the pauses in between. <laughs> yeah, I'd totally watch that. <laughs> I don't know, when it comes to Tarantino and uh, special features on his Blu-rays and stuff, he doesn't tend to do too much. Yeah, but this is stuff that would have already been done, so it's just like, hey, yeah. here's, here's just the raw version that we just cut down in the I guess edits. he did do the whole film of um, from Inglourious Bastards, all, all of what he'd shot, yeah. he put together. Um, you mean Brawl of what he shot? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Daniel Brawl is a cat person, he's putting out fire with Kathleen. Seeing cats? I wish. He wouldn't need digital fur because his face is cat face. He's got beautiful cat um, face. I love him so much. He's adorable. I saw someone tweet that uh, um, they should have a commentary, audio commentary, but with Rick and... <laughs> yes. As they were watching FBI. Yeah. Just Rick Dalton's episode of FBI. And it's just like, oh, did you shoot that in the uh, PCH? Yeah, it's just above Malibu. Like, yeah, that's what I want to hear is just those two sitting down... You know, whiskey sours. That I'd accept. I don't think cigarettes. I'd want a Tarantino uh, commentary because no, he's not cause done any before. I don't want him to do He has done one before. Yeah, but not for one of his directors. Not for films. one of his films, yeah. but he has. No, I didn't mean True Romance. I meant uh, his iconic. Uh, the fifth commentary, the one that we oh, didn't right. get for Hot Fuzz on the DVD, yeah. but had to wait until Blu ray to get. Yeah. The uh, the brilliant Edgar Wright, Quentin Tarantino named three hundred films in the course of two hours. <laughs> it is insane and wonderful. And listen to it. I've, yeah. Listen to I if you haven't. No, I mean, listeners, yeah. if you haven't listened to it, just sit down um, and get two hours of two nerds shouting at each other <laughs> films they love. It's adorable. Going back to you mentioned uh, English accent. Gosh, yes. Um, um, golly, uh, yes. Ah, well, yes, it's me. Indeed. Um, it's um, me, Daniel Lewis, as Stephen Queen. Tim Roth. I discovered cut. Cut. 
Brackets cut. Do you know, do you know what his uh, role was supposed to be? He was going to play Damien Lewis. It was very he was, No, he's supposed to play a butler. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right. I can't remember to which character, but he was going to play like a proper, very over the top posh. Oh, English hello. He's going butler. to do Mike Myers. Yeah, <laughs> Or um, his pseudonym from Hateful Eight. I don't remember any of the characters. Before he turned into Hateful a cockney Eight. geezer. Um, but yeah. You mean a, a rample teaser? <laughs> oh, such a shame he's cockney. It's not cockney. I hope they're not cockney in the film, but they probably aren't. Well, I mean, it's being played by Jason Statham. Hell, so. <laughs> oh, if only. Yeah. <laughs> Hobson Shaw was the right, lead into that. Yeah, exactly. That's why you got to see <laughs> what McCavity would look like before he was uh, he was <laughs> decommissioned and sent into the cat world as opposed to the robot world. <laughs> Etion. Um, Etion created cats from cats. Eaton, um, Eaton created the <laughs> monsters from Prime Ministers. <laughs> what else is there to say about Once Upon a Time? There's so much it's, to say. There is so much to say. There is. But there's... I just like how little happens. For most Hanging the, out with yeah, Chris Booth driving. It's just hanging out and wanting to be in that world. For most of the film, I was just there like, I want to walk through that screen and just... Sit there for a day. And it felt nice and warm, mm, you know? Sunny. Yeah. Even in the evenings, you had that nice, that yeah. that L.A. feel, even though it's February, you could feel uh, comfortable when we, chill. When we came out of the screening, you were saying about uh, the the scene where they, they're switching on all the... The neons. The neons, Boom. yeah. The overdone sounds of the neons. Suddenly the lightsaber on. comes on as well. It's weird. Um... Hey, look! Everything's Disney now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sony got Sony got Spider Man movies, yeah, but exactly. in, in that they also had to add sound effects and digital effects to Tarantino films. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's why Disney bought Mario Max in the end. <laughs> they just wanted Tarantino to do a Star Wars. Um, but oh uh, yeah, it's been a I joke. Just, and I liked the music in this. Sure. Because I haven't listened to the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but um. And the only song I really remember is uh, Mrs. Robinson, but most well, of the <laughs> uh, most of the songs that are featured yep. aren't really featured properly, are they? They're snippets. They're yeah. sense, and they're mixed. They're intertwined with radio jingles and talk and upcoming things. All we hear is radio jingles. All we hear is Radio Gaga. Oh, sorry. Radio Gugu. Radio Gaga. All dayo. Um, Although I, there was one, there was one notable one which was like uh, was they were talking about a talent show, or, uh, an upcoming thing, in which the uh, people they had on were Nancy Sinatra. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, and uh, one of the Smothers Brothers. Oh. You know, famous for mm. comedians who uh, decided to go anti-war. What? Uh, Change the face. Nancy Sinatra, of course, you know, legacy act, yeah. and then Bill Cosby, who was coming up at the time and was riveting new form. It's like, oh, did you get it? The, the, the change in Hollywood that's about to go badly. What things did you know going into this? Like, what things did you discover, like, spoiler-wise? Uh, what do you mean, spoiler-wise? Because Like, I knew, I discovered about you saying, the... Are like, actors' uh, appearances that we mean? Yeah, because I didn't know Michael Madsen was going to I didn't know up. Michael Madsen was going to pop up. I was, I'm I glad to see him. didn't know up. Kurt Russell was going to pop up. Kurt Russell, he, one, he's on the posters. Two, he's actually in the trailer... Mm. And he, yeah, in that scene when he's talking to Cliff. Right. And he's like, you're still working for Rick Dalton? Yep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you, is he also a stuntman? Is that the thing? And I thought, that's fun at least. That's a nice thing. Because yeah. I'm a death proofer. 
Death-proof. <laughs> there are some people who are anti-death-proof, and I'm a death-proofer. I believe death-proof happened, and I will try and fight to exist. Um, I will run Naruto-style through Area 51 to prove death-proof was a good film. I, you can um, see me. This is me. This is me running Naruto-style to prove death-proof is great. I unfortunately discovered that uh, Tarantino does cameo in it. Yes, so did I, because we were doing the, um, uh, our piece earlier. Yeah, I was expecting a big scene with him. I was, I was expecting at least one shot of him. Turns out... One word behind the camera. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice. It's little, it's very yeah. Tarantino, but it's also not Tarantino. Yeah, it's un-Tarantino for him not to be on camera. Yeah, I thought I was expecting a scene like in an office, him trying to get Rick Dalton to. Oh, I was sponsor. expecting him on set, you know, just doing a a, a, a shitty job at directing, and that'd be like the joke because he's uh, being a bad director yeah. to a, an actor trying to make something. Um, and that's funny that Tarantino is playing a bad director. It's, it's a good joke. I think there was something else that I just I discovered. But I can't remember. Were you yeah. right? Oh yeah, plenty. All right. <laughs> you keep you keep worrying me. You keep. I look at battery at the, life yeah. on the thing, and I we're all good. I'm also looking at how long we've got, and we haven't uh, gone long enough. Um, not nearly long not, enough. Not nearly enough. Um, but yeah, I I can't remember Music. what else. Music, acting, acting, people. No, uh, the people. plot lines. You knew Al Pacino was in it. I knew Al Pacino was in it. Yeah. You knew Luke Perry was in it. Yeah, I didn't really. Uh, no. Timothy Oliphant. Riding, riding, he rides in on a horse. Yeah. He gets off the horse. I think it's going to be Leo standing there. Who is it standing there instead? Timothy Oliphant. No, no, no. What is in the office? No, ti- opposite Timothy Oliphant. Oh. I can't remember now. Scoot McNary. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to make me yeah. hold and catch fire at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Leo, Timmy and Scoot in a scene together. Who? Timmy! <laughs> and the Lord's of the Undertale. Um, Door piss on my heart feels pain. But yes, Scoot Magnemi's in this. That was yeah. so exciting to me. I Scoot! Did. Yeah. You you don't like wonderful character actor Scoot Magnemi? don't hate him. I just well, don't. You don't love him, then that's a problem. Doesn't. Yeah. What yeah. Do- doesn't? He's, he's Scoot Magnemi. Yeah. You're getting Larry about Scoot Magnemi. Yeah. Things are getting hairy. Are you a Sue, Mary? It's a shame uh, Samuel L. Jackson wasn't in this. Could have slotted him in. Yeah, it's weird that he's not in this. Um, it's actually kind of like, well, this is one thing where you feel like he should pop up at least one moment. You were saying you saw me perk up. You literally <laughs> sat up in a shot. <laughs> um, I don't, don't, know, don't know if you saw me the scene before that I sat up, because Clifton Collins Jr. popped on screen. I thought, oh, cool, another character. <laughs> no. Next to Luke Perry, it was like this. Oh, cool, much better. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Samuel I, I thought he was going to be in that scene. Yeah, in the western bit, because I thought it'd be nice to throw back to um, <laughs> Hate Flight, maybe. Um, and it would be so fun for him not to even not to even have even said anything just or be, done yeah. anything, just sat there as an extra. Yeah. But yeah, so I perked up to look closer, but. You know, even though we're sat front way. Sorry, are you the poster for American uh, Beauty? You wanted <laughs> to look closer. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> um, but yeah. yeah. Bag in the wind. Um, I'm just really looking forward to seeing this again. Hmm. And again, and hmm. again. Hmm. And again, and again. Okay. I'm definitely going to try and drag my dad to see this. I'm going to try and drag my sister to see... I'm going to try and drag everyone to see this. Well, you're not going to drag me again, are you? 
Maybe a couple more times. No, nah, that's not going to happen. Three more times. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wait, when would we do that? Today. Today? This very day? 9.30 in the morning. Oh, IMAX screening. What is this? Mommy, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I asked you three questions last night. You did indeed. Uh, and I... It didn't take me long at all. Like, it's weird because it took me long to answer. The questions I asked you... It took me a while to answer. Well, the questions you asked me were like top three of everything. Yeah. yeah. Real breakdown of his yeah. whole oeuvre. 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 Do you want to go first then? Or shall I go first? Oh, okay. So, first thing I asked was. Yeah. Uh, which actor would you have liked to see in this? See? Very nice and easy. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Burt Reynolds. But for real, I thought about this, and this was an interesting one. Holt McElhaney. Who's that? You might know him from Mindhunter. Okay. And uh, he was on Lights Out. He's a uh, he's a veteran actor who pops up in so much. He's one of those Rick Dalton types of the modern era. He's got that kind of fifties uh, style. If you if he was in the fifties, he would be one of those leading men. Like, oh, right. he's a perfectly. Alpha male, handsome man. And do you want him to play the same character from Mindhunter? Is that where no, you're going? No, I just want okay. to... Yeah, you know, he would be like like the Timothy Oliphant kind of character. One of those guys who has been through the ringer with TV and films and everyone said, you will be a leading man and time has changed on him and it was like, no, he's not going to be a leading man. You have to be a character actor. You have to find that character. And he's one of those people who has that sad story who is okay. now finding himself now. And that would be perfect for this kind of thing. And Tarantino would play with him really well. Right. He would fit perfectly into that world. Interesting. Yeah. Um, is Holt McElhaney. Anyone um, else in there? Or was that, was that your number one? That was my main... Yeah, yeah, okay. I've got two choices. Right. But um, Besides that, obviously, Burt Reynolds, as I say. Yeah. Michael Parks. Um, we would like to have him oh, as well. Because he was, he was one of those back in the day who was, you know, making waves as one See, of those guys. Do you want me... Shall I go or shall we do all three for you? And then no, all no, three no. For me? Yeah. We alternate. All right. All right. Just checking. Um, for me, I went... Actors that he's worked with already. Yeah, I figured you'd go for yeah. that. So, uh, despite I the fact thought, that a lot of actors he hasn't really worked with in this film, that's kind of the, the yeah. interesting stepping stone. Yeah, true. Well, DiCaprio. And DiCaprio Brad and Pitt, Pitt, sure. Yeah. But you go deeper into yeah. it. <laughs> Damien Lewis. Yeah. From from Kurt Russell, he's never worked from with cricket. Kurt um, and uh, Tim Roth Cut. He's never worked. He's, he's, he's never worked with Tim, Tim Roth, but never done Roth Cut. No. Uh, so I thought... Uh, He's never worked with not Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I thought bring uh, Michael Fassbender in. Okay. Right, right. As, I would as like, like you see a poster. No, I would like... <laughs> From um, the 40s and it's got a, fil- a quote from a film critic. I would have liked Samuel L. Jackson. Right. If I had to choose... His hat is like a shark fin. Even if it was just like I said, like, a, like an a extra in the back. Hidden. Doesn't say anything. Just right. a hidden, yeah. That would be really nice, because he's in the majority. Like he's Miss, Miss Peregrine. Pretty much apart from um, Reservoir Dogs, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but Fassbender. And Death Proof. You could bring him in as the film critic from Inglourious Bastards. Maybe you, age him up a bit. I literally just said that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you said But I said, like, on a post, I said on the poster, because he dies in Bastards, so. True, true. But still. He has a twin brother. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's also Actually, you know, he has uh, triplets. Yeah. <laughs> did, That's the German the... flea. Um, yeah, so bring him in. That would right. be 
a nice little thing. Yeah, they go um, to Playboy Mansion, they play a uh, name game. Or, and this is just, it's not a character or anything, uh, Robert De Niro. Bring him in, and I've got a character for him, but it's yeah. not like a character he's played already or anything. Is, is, it, it's is, not is, is it Mrs. Schwarz? Um, in a sense, it's I want him to play a rival agent to Al Pacino. Oh. So they're both trying to get... Mm. Oh. <laughs> Screening room, Rick Dalton. <laughs> They're both trying to get um, I wish to Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. Yeah. I think that would, you know. A lot of killing. <laughs> yeah. Would have added some nice, like, comic Fuck belief. Premier to try back up. Now, what link would you have liked to see? Oh, sorry. Didn't even have to leave. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you could go for a lot of things where that grows down. I've already sort of given my link away, sorry. Did, did I help the you? The first bender one. Yeah. My one. On. Right, I know yeah. Kurt Russell's in this film. Right, but kind of would like to have a moment in which a, I don't know Wyatt Russell popped up would be nice. On, okay, on doing some stunts on the Green Hornet. Right, and his his name might be Mike. That would because that's the oh, era. Yeah, have a young stuntman Mike hidden in the background. Oh man, and right. he really does look like Kurt Russell, doesn't he? he? Does he's so beautiful? Wyatt Russell was the most beautiful man that Kurt Russell isn't. Fuck, that would be perfect. And he's got a lot of um, childs of other actors, like Kevin Smith's uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce, yeah. Oprah. Uma. Uma. Yeah, Rumor Willis is in it. Yeah. What, it wouldn't have hurt to put... Oh, that would it wouldn't hurt to put... Casting agents, directors, it doesn't hurt to put White Russell in something. It hurts me when you oh don't put White Russell in something. Lodge 41 is a great show. Oh, that's going to be... That's going to kill me when I'm watching it again. Oh, fuck. Right? And again, I just want death proof references wonder, and things because no one puts death proof stuff. I wonder if, if he ever thought about that, if anyone said have, that. As he's writing down stuntmen, he must have had, like, you know, yeah. obviously he loves stuntmen. Oh, and, man. And do I do it? Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> just, it doesn't, you know, if you'd just be there listening to Bruce Lee wax lyrical about how he could take down Cassius oh, Clay. Damn it. All right, well, uh, this yeah. is going to be interesting for uh-huh. you. I almost don't want to ask. Well, because I, I know you're going to go into the song or some shit like this. What's the Johnny Cash song that we didn't get that you should that you think we should? I want have you got? to answer first. You want me to answer yeah. first? I've got because you're the you're the Johnny Cash expert, which is why I asked you. You wanted to jo- you want you were thought there might be a Johnny Cash hoping, song. Yeah, um, I had two two ideas. Yeah. while watching the film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and both sort of. There was no specific needle drop. I just wanted it to be in the film as in the, in the way all the songs were in the yes, film. Yes, like I've written basically in the same yeah. vein. Yeah, but I, I I was waiting and waiting, and I was waiting for you to notice me going, yes, when it happened, but it never fucking happened. So I did notice. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought Boy Named Sue, because he first did that at uh, San Quentin Prison, which is the 50th anniversary this year. Okay. Um, and it was like one of his big singles from right. the album. Um, so this would be Cliff driving around? Would be Cliff and Rick driving yeah. around? Would you want them both in the moment? Um, I don't... Th- I, I, I assume it would be both. It would be one of them, not Margot, it, not Sharon. It wouldn't, on yeah, no, it would probably be Cliff and Booth or either or. Cliff and um, Booth, blimey. The both of Brad and But it Brad wouldn't really matter at the end of the day. Okay. Because um, it's not like Michael Madsen putting on the record and sitting down and listening to it, you know? No, I'm, I'm just wondering if it's a situation of like, you know, you want it to be early on, you want him to have you having fun, you want him to have 
a no, sense of just, you know just, just one of the sadness scenes. whilst they're driving through or happiness whilst they're driving through. And no, just slip it in anyway. Just that's what slip that's in a bit of cash anyway. Please slip uh, it in anyway. So yeah. that was the first thing. Right. The other one was um, he did he wrote a song called San Quentin, mm-hmm. which says the lyrics are great. Like, and he, he first sang it at the San Quentin. Oh right, I thought it was um, afterwards. It's like ah. Oh. Well, I should have put this in there. No, no, no. He he did it at oh, the San Quentin gig. Yeah. So both of these are from the album that came out that same year. Yeah. Um, and it was another big single. He did it twice in the album, and he um, the lyrics are perfect for the audience because it starts off San Quentin, I hate every inch of you. Yeah. And then San Quentin, may you rot and burn in so hell. How does it go? San Quentin, I, I hate every inch of you. you. Um. So. That would be nice. Right. And I discovered in my small research, mm-hmm. I'm still delving into it all with Manson. Sure. That Manson did do a stint at San Quentin. Mm. So it would have been real nice. Like, So maybe for that one, have it... Uh, as he's showing up. Yeah, as he's showing up at some point. Uh, it would have been, it been a, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Those are my two. Yeah. What about you? Alter the question for myself because I don't know enough. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the cash guy. You wanted cash in it. Yeah. I know. I know music enough. Fair enough. So this is just general, okay. general music. I thought might pop up that didn't pop up. Right. Helter Skelter. Yeah. Still, makes sense. still surprised yeah. Helter Skelter didn't pop up. Yeah. But I, I wonder if the Beatles allow Helter Skelter to to pop up in. Oh, anything. absolutely. I assume they wouldn't. They would be very specific about what it comes up in and make sure the context is never to do with anything close to the monster. But even putting it in a film in which the monster no exactly turns up exactly in. wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't fly yeah you know so are you still surprised then I, but yeah but I I figured you know Tarantino might sneak away mm. no I don't yeah, think he'd come up could've... to Paul and be like yeah you gotta understand well it sounds like a fun idea <laughs> you think I can pop up <laughs> I could be I could be Bruce Lee oh hi <laughs> tell him I'm big and Jesus yes. Oh, I may be small, but I can take down Cassius Clay. <laughs> Here I go. Kabow. Wapas. Oh. Any, um, yep. any others? Yep, that was my joke one. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. So, what's the other one? Good vibrations. All right, yeah. Beach Boys. Yeah. You throw in a Dennis Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you see. Yeah. And whilst you're just cruising around Los Angeles, you have that, that sub-counterculture culture being played around with. Mm-hmm. They would, you know, it's it's not it's not exactly hippie, but it's not exactly uh, straight lace. Yeah. Which is the changing of the times, and it's already kind of old hat, but at the same time, a new wave of old hat. Yeah. And it was played a lot. Yeah. No, I'd, it's a perspective. Yeah. It would work perfectly well. It would have. Actually. And it reminds you, oh yeah, Dennis Wilson. <laughs> oh yeah, Dennis Wilson. Yep. Poor guy. Got through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. See, um, thoughtful. Yeah. Intelligent. Wise. Why didn't he come to us? Why didn't he ask us about this? You well, know, if Quentin Tarantino... Sam come... Quentin, if you want to yeah. if you want to come to us next time. Yeah. I, I don't hate every inch of you. <laughs> we, could have, we, we could have got Wyatt Russell and a Johnny Cash. Boom. Two Johnny Cash. Wyatt Russell. Throw Samuel Jackson in the background. I mean, these are, these are missed ops in your movie. Honestly. Get me to help edit it next time, and I'll say reshoot. <laughs> these are ideas to reshoot next time. <laughs> 60 million? Ah, you're fine with that. You're going to make it back on the back end. Make some Funko Pops. What Funko Pops would we do? You are making noise. <laughs> rusting a paper bag like it's blowing in the wind. Oh, it's so beautiful. Is it American Beauty? 
You see, what is your um, obsession with American Beauty, you monster? <laughs> you know what That's happens to so Kevin Spacey at the end of that film, right? What? You know what happens. Same thing that happens at the end of this podcast. I guess... You guess. It's time for the uh, the question. Andrew Jones. Ooh. Cinephile. Yes, Johnny. Are yeah, you movie mad? Are you mad that you watched Once Upon a Time? In Hollywood. I was about to do the ellipses for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was getting to the point where I'm not mad that I watched this film. I don't know what I am with this film. Okay. It is bizarre. At the point of recording, it yeah. is well. It is closing in on twenty hours. Yeah, all oh right, yeah, yeah. Since I started yeah. watching the film. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's closing in on 18, 17 hours since we finished. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I still don't know what it is. That's fair enough. That is, it is one it that is one, sits with it, you. The only other time I ever had that feeling. I mean, I had this I had this feeling with Inland Empire, but I know I loved something in there. Okay. But the only time I had this feeling where I'm so uncertain was Olivia Sayers' uh, personal shopper. Really? Where I was like, I don't know what I think of this film. Okay. And it took me a week to then give it a 5 out of 10. Again. I haven't ah, thought about it. Not important. Yeah, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> because it dropped away after a couple of days, but I couldn't bring myself to work out if there if it was good, if it was bad, if it was fascinating, if it was boring. I think that's the only time Personal Shopper's going to be linked with this film. <laughs> I don't know. This is a ghost story. <laughs> there is... A th- there is a thread about a ghost that haunts this movie. The name of Sharon Tate. I suppose, yeah. So, yeah. Alright, fine. Fair enough. And she is very personal when she goes shopping <laughs> for Tesla Durbervilles. <laughs> True. Thank you very much. I can yeah. link everything to everything. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure there's a character in there called Olivia who uh, speaks like Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I say us. <laughs> Thank you. I remember far too much about that <laughs> I'm sorry, what is there to remember about the fact that the director's name is Olivia Sayers? And thus I can do Foghorn Leg. There's, there's not a character in Personal Shopper who is also Foghorn Leg. It is not a Space Jam sequel. <laughs> Looney Tunes presents the new indie French movie. It was like a thing that could have been an indie film, like a front. Yeah. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Personal Shopper season. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> be very very quiet I'm going shopping <laughs> oh god I taught I taught a ghost I did I did see a ghost of my brother thuffing thuggatash I'm going to eat both birds oh the Looney Tunes have gone out of my head so. <laughs> <laughs> well I never I can't do Marvin the Martian I can never do Marvin the Martian how do you do, Marv? 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 Hello, I'm Marvin the Martian. Oh, Hello, yeah. <laughs> I'm Marvin the Martian. <laughs> what would um, Christoph Waltz be like doing Marvin the Martian? I love Martians! <laughs> God. I don't know why I did that. Why did I ask? I, d- I was not going to do a Christoph Waltz this whole segment. Yeah, sorry. Um, I love impressions. <laughs> Ask me the question before you do. Before you delve deeper into it. Are you going to downsize? Oh God! <laughs> or get big ice? I swear I'll do it. Is that water for elephants? Rashing. 
I'll show you my big hammer from Elite Battle Angel. I'm so sorry I mentioned him. <laughs> I'm ready for the question when you are. Probably before you are. Just ask me the Fun question. fact, I was in the Green Hornet. Do you remember me in the Green Hornet? The, the movie. I was in the Green Hornet. <laughs> Which is linked to this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't want him in this movie. You wouldn't want me to be in the Green Hornet? No. No. You don't think him in the background on one of the spaghetti westerns when the narrator is saying, you know, that Leo had a hard time with the whole uh, not all everyone dubbing their own languages thing and just him in the background speaking a different language to Leo at the same time. So he's doing American, he's doing German. (laughs) But what you have is him doing these expressive mouth movements, but it's dubbed over by someone. It's dubbed over by Sarah Jackson going, Shit, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's like, I'm wow, what am I think? But like I, that, that would be a fun a fun joke about that. I think he'd steal the show too much. He'd no, he'd literally just one, one moment. He'd steal limelight, I think. Well, that'd be important because they'd be saying like, oh, look at these great weird actors they've found together to cover together in spaghetti films. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you see, still. think about it. Think about it, Quentin. No. Johnny, are you mad that you watched Once Upon a Time? Not at all. Don't finish. That you watched Once Upon a Time. Ellipses in Hollywood. <laughs> not at all. I'm not moving. I'm not mad. <laughs> I watched this movie. Oh god! But I think we've just revealed you're not movie mad for this movie. I am movie mad. Of course, That's I'm movie mad. It's mad. my number one film of the year. It can't be true. It is true. Because it Rocket Man, true. Rocket Man came out. I know. That's my number two. Film. Instant Family came out. No. Not. Detective Pikachu came out. No. In 3D. Us came out. That's my number three. Not us. Because Once Upon a Time, Ellipses in Hollywood. Um, There's the Angry Two Birds movie. Rocket Man and Us. Yeah. You understand that Shazam also exists. Jesus. And, uh, well, both Captain Marvel movies. <laughs> do you not rank them up there? No, do you? Of course. Seriously? Yeah. I bullshit. I love my Marvel movies. Yeah, fuck you. I love Captain Marvel. <laughs> I love Avengers Endgame, I love Spider-Man Far From Home, I love The Current War. You're a fan of Captain Marvel? I love Captain Marvel. You're a fan of Avengers Endgame? I'm a fan of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I'm a fan of X-Men Dark Phoenix, though I wish they'd get a better director. I don't know where they could get the director at, but I think there could be a, a better director out there. Not a fan of Rocket Man. don't <laughs> think the director did a good job. I'll tell you what I'm a good fan of. It Chapter 2. She's a good director. I know a better director, but uh, they're busy <laughs> playing PlayStation. <laughs> um, Are you going to see Bond? Yeah, apparently they were an- announcing the title in October. Yeah, I know the title. What's the sh- what's the title? The title is Rami Malek presents James Bond 007. Right. Academy Award winner Rami Malek. Oh, fuck. Mr. Robot. Jesus. Mr. Robot007. And the seven is a T. Oh, my God. Christian Slater. He's going to play Felix later. Jesus. Jeffrey Wright, he was busy doing Westworld. Right. Which I appear playing a Mr. Robot. So, that's happening. Right. Are you excited? I'm going to be hacking my way through the system with my favourite Hemsworth brother. Which is going to be fun. And exciting. <laughs> Sorry I brought you up. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a fan of being brought up. <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, my mother. Are you I'm a fan, fan of my father? 
of leaving. I'm not a fan of leaving. Oh. I love leaving. <laughs> it was me all along. I'm triple Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz now. Dio, Dio. You see, I couldn't change, so they had to change me. <laughs> Fucking hell. What's Are you excited seeing me in the David Bowie movie? No. Goodbye. What's what? um, next week's film? When, when <laughs> Barry goes to Berlin to do cocaine and milk, and live off cocaine and milk, he's like, I love cocaine and milk. How's it going? <sighs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, that is Christoph Watch. That's how I got my Oscars. <laughs> three Oscars, Oscars now. I got three Oscars. You need to give them back. Two for Watch, one for Malik. <laughs> they won't give them to Paul Manny, they'll give them to everybody else. A TV a guy. You can have a, a German who playing a Nazi gets more respect than, have, a, than a fat guy drinking wine. You can have a Golden Globe. I don't want a Golden the Globe. The best comedy performance. I couldn't even. Were, I couldn't get into a joke. A, Damian Lewis got into a Tarantino before I did. How is yeah, that I wonder, fair? Wonder how. I, I've got feet. <laughs> I was showing my feet. Say, don't show me your feet. I will show my feet. Please let me show my feet. Zip. Not enough for breeze oh. in the world is gonna. Jesus. This little piggy's a big fat liar. Oh. This little piggy's Cinderella man. Why? This little piggy's duplicity. Why are they dripping? Oh. <laughs> I got belly edge off them. <laughs> I went through a horrible accident. Jesus. This Me little too. piggy's the amazing Spider Man too. This little piggy was called the Sinister Six. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. I had to chop it off. Do you want it? No, I don't. You're going to have it. No. I'm going to no. build a museum to Jim Maddy. <laughs> the Jim Museum. Okay, have fun with that. Go oh. build it. And... I can't get the funds. Actually, Jolie's got one called the Jim Museum. <laughs> it's just, just playing her movie, Jim. I'm going to go. It's a good movie. HBO. Please, please go. No, it's not open yet. Go and queue like up. I've got six now. months. <laughs> I can't live there for six months. What am I going to eat? This little piggy. This little piggy, I can't eat my toes. Not anymore. <laughs> I got a fungal allergy. You've got, you've got a whole other foot worth of. Oh, place. it's just corn. <laughs> I got blisters on my fetus. Oh, oh, oh. I fucking nightmares after this. Oh, I'm gonna have nightmares as well. I call them good days. Good day. <laughs> What is next week's film? Next week is a film. Where can we find you? You can find me at movie underscore mad on Twitter and Good. on Instagram. So if you want to send uh, responses to why you fucking up the structure, that's movie underscore mad. I apologise. Uh, where can we find Are you? Are you movie underscore mad? It's our Twitter. Yes, it is. Are you movie mad at hotmail.com? Oh, that'd be good to email someone with. Yeah. Maybe probably us. Probably email us with that. What about if someone wanted to get in contact with just you? With just me? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I've got a system of people you have to know who know other people who have to know. You're on Twitter, yeah. Ethan, one as well. I mean, you're don't, cutting down a lot of it. Don't, uh, don't, don't try and hide it now. It's been 150 episodes, mate. Yeah, but I'm trying a new system. Oh. I'm trying the Bill Murray way. Oh, if I'm really hard to get, maybe I'll be in a Tarantino, right? So if you just tweet Andrew at Ethan Lunt. If you just tweet Andrew, <laughs> just tweet out the word Andrew and see what happens. Maybe I'll become part of the new Tarantino, or the new Wes Anderson, or the new Jim Jarmusch. So actually, please don't do that. <laughs> I can't smoke. I'm not good at talking in verse. Well, oh, thank you for not smoking. 
Um, oh, a public access warning. Thank you for smoking. Yeah, I'm aware what the film is, and it's a joke on the thank yeah. you for not smoking. I've not seen thank so you for cutting. <laughs> well, it's just the fact that the signs are thank you for not smoking. Yeah. And so the opposite is. That's the premise of the opposite. It's the promise is actually well, thank you for smoking. Ah. Yeah. Satire from the director of Ghostbusters. 2020. Oh, God. Slimer. What is uh Hiker Play Slimer. How can we eating hot dogs? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, oh, don't even eat CGI. This is just how I look. I'm green and translucent. Joy <laughs> oh, to slime you. How slime you. I slimed Bill Murray once. I was kicked off the shed of Rock the Casbah. Sometimes. I was playing a tank. Sometimes the improv on this show gets too much and I actually I don't really know what gagged. I, I honestly. We don't improvise too much. on the show. We are very just. Yeah. Structural. You're the one who fucks around with the structure for one thing. <laughs> Atif and What's next week's Next film? week. Um, I mean, we're not going to do any more. We've reached 150. That's kind of the end of the thing. It's not like we're doing a themed month that had to be cut around because Sony, in their wise wisdom, yeah, figured, no. well, uh, Lion King will take second week. And third week. Who wants film And the Playmobil movie can... will get the fourth week. <laughs> Did you um, enjoy the Playmobil movie? Or Angry the, the Angry Two Birds movie? Which one was your favourite? The Angry Two Birds movie? Yeah. yeah. I heard good things. Because I just played from, the from game. From people who walked out of it said it's over. I played it's the fire. game for 90 minutes and it was alright. Yeah. I heard a nice joke. Someone gave it the three stars, which means that it's... Oh, wow. So it, it's, it's a winner. It, yeah. <laughs> that means they uh, used one bird and didn't have to do anything exactly. else. Exactly. Good work. Yeah. Well done, them. Yeah. I, I struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. Was it yellow? Was it a red? Was it a bomb? I mean, it's a, it's quite uh, impressive if it, if it is just red. But it doesn't do anything. It depends. Is it red or is it big red? Yeah, big red. Sean Penn. <laughs> Literally does nothing. But in that you can also hear I beat my wife. <laughs> Very strange choice. Improv. Don't do improv. Mm. Where's next week's film? I can't even remember now. Um I no, I think someone's here to explain it. Okay. okay. Hello. This is me, Kermit the Frog. Right. I'm here to tell you it's 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 Muppet's film? No. Right. But it's by my friend. Quentin Tarantino, because he cameoed in one of your films. That Wizard, Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Well done. Oh. Okay. Oh, yep. Come in. Hello. Oh, fuck. Hello. Me. Get out. I, I heard Paul Giamatti's come in here and done my voice again. Yep. How dare he? I, of course, was in a Muppets movie. You are? Yes. Right. Songs by... Okay. Songs by. Uh, Flight of the Concords. Brent McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah. Songs. Who did the original songs for Muppet movies? What's this turned into? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who did the songs for the original Muppet. We'll movie. find out next week. Ooh. That was weird. Let's barricade the door for next week. That's all, folks. <laughs> Let's barricade the door for next week so he doesn't turn up. Why are there so many characters here? I don't know. And none of our favourite characters have turned up. Yeah. Where's Nick Nolte? <laughs> Where's Sean Harris? Shall we re-record the I'm whole podcast and get, and get Nick Nolte? Werner Herzog hasn't podcast. turned up for a while. 
Yeah. We haven't had Tom Hardy. Well, we've got 150 more to do, so. I just feel like they were old friends and they haven't turned up. Here's to next time. My, my new friend, Antonio Banderas. I was really hoping you'd turn up. He's handsome, he's beautiful, he's handsome and beautiful and beautiful and handsome. Yeah. I'm never going to see him again. You know what? This melancholy ending is really sad. I hope we can change this around. Can we? Can we? Can <laughs> I thought we, you were, you almost did it. You I almost, almost did it. I almost ended. But you know what? I want to. Tr- I want to traverse this this universe and go into an alternate universe in which good things happen at the end instead of bad things happen at the end. Right. So, um, so can, can we bring him out? Who? Hi. Oh, Hi. Him. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually quite fun. I, I get why. Oh, I, I love rumors. Oh, <laughs> This is quite... Where's the... Oh. Oh, 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 oh. I've got some cat food. Cat food will do, right? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's quite fun. It's quite fun. Everybody has a cat. Ringo's here, hold on. This is... Yeah, I, I, get, I get why... Um, you are putting nature against human people. Where's this that is, flame for? This is, <laughs> this is how I wanted to die anyway. This is quite fun. I, I get why uh, why Tarantino did it like this. Andy Circus, Venom Two. Yeah. Andy Circus, Venom Two. Yeah, you can stick around, I guess. I th- yeah, I'm I'm quite intrigued about Venom Two. And Venom, Venom. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll. Like- Ooh, ha, Cantona. Oh, Cantona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going method. All oh, right. I'm a soccer player now. I mean, I don't think I could throw anything at you. It would just bounce off you, right? Dunker Gino. <laughs> I could drown you in darkness. Why would you remind me of Dunker Gino? Ah, Jack and Gino, the greatest film I ever did. Fuck it all. Me, Adam Sandler, I'll play Twister with his sister. Jesus. Katie Holmes, Post Cruise. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Bye. I, yeah, I, I couldn't, right, I couldn't. Sean Harris. See. I'm back. Jesse Possum. You never died in Mission Possible, so I need you to kill off. Uh, I died Tom in the Cru- goo, but you didn't see it on the screen. No. We need to kill no one saw the goo. I can't, I can't do anything to you because you need to kill uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah! The final two. Kill Katie Holmes as X! You two Whoa. need to join up. From Jack and Jill! Join forces for Mission Possible 10 or whatever. She did Jack and Jill. No, that's no, no. Idea. That's not why it's suggested. Yeah. I didn't. Don't go off and do Jack and Jill. Oh, for, come. Oh. Abu Dhabi did we do it? Apologise. Fuck it. Go and do Jack and Jill. Sister. I'm going to play Twister with Al Pacino. Oh, yeah, baby! Oh, what if I start? Woof, woof! That's good. That's what I want to hear. If you'd just pressed a button, we wouldn't have been in this situation now. If you'd have just... Are you, are you, are you happy with yourself? We've got a new Jack and Jill <laughs> on the way. <laughs> oh, my face is back. <laughs> what are you going to do me now, Andrew? Ah, he's dead. Alternate history. I'm the new co-host. <laughs> this will last. <laughs> See you next yes. week. Yes. Where we will Johnny and Jim, Jimmy and Johnny. We will have completely remembered this next week. That's definitely gonna stick. <laughs>
There is no alternate universe situation here. This is just the narrative from now on. <laughs> you and I, Jimmy, Jimmy and Johnny, through right, the world. For the next few weeks, at least for Hang least up month. your gym, had it. Hang up your body, uh, I do not know what the song's being wrong, big. Let's see how good your Andrew impression is for the next oh, month for musical oh, month. Oh, the little shit They like films, but I don't like good films. <laughs> That'll there do. There we go. There we go. There we go. I good. love rumours. Oh, God. Is that, is that what I say? Sure. Yes. It is now. It is. This has just gone completely <laughs> and utterly out. Of- <laughs> Remember when you went, Pecker? I'm mm. back. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> 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 in my void. Oh. This podcast has always been inside my mind. Is this your cave of forgotten dreams? This is my cave of forgotten dreams. <laughs> Are you looking at me like if I like rumours or not? I hate rumours. I like truths. <laughs> this... You like truth. Truth. Don't see Once Upon a Time. Okay. In Hollywood. Oh. Because I was worried that you wanted me to watch the ABC show Once Upon a Time. No, you can watch that. Robert Carlyle plays Rampart uh, Still Skin. Of, yeah, it's got a lot of truth in it. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Goodwin from Walk He's Just Not That Into You. Walk the Line. <laughs> also known as Walk the Line. And also. Because <laughs> he wasn't. The he tro- just Zoot- out. Zootopia, released in my country as Zootropolis. This disposits the ideas that uh, humans do not exist and nature has allowed animals to evolve into human-like sentience and dominates a a food pyramid in which there is a hierarchy and yet everyone is equal. It is chaos in animal form and it is only ever until they turn into animals in which reality bites, like Ben Stiller told us once before, that ultimately... All society will crumble under the assumptions that our animalistic natural urges will crush our intellectual metaphysical creations of society and sentience. And all we need is a single moment to destroy everything we ever thought. And thus we will all become animals again. But after all of that has gone wrong, all we ever have to do is to listen to the wise words of Giselle and try everything Way to give away next week's film. I end up making the same mistakes. Try everything. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. <laughs>